0: With Geeks by Geeks, where our hosts talk these headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland.
1: And
2: welcome to Geek Fallout Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for geeks, by geeks. I'm your host, my name is Chris Lockhart, and I am joined by my co-host in crime, Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar? Well, it's going quite well, and hello out there, everyone. And we have a special guest with us this evening. Ragnar,
1: could you make uh, the introductions? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, well, this is my girlfriend, Shay. Hello, Excellent. Apparently I'm special. <laughs> Excellent. She's very special. She even wears a helmet. Awesome. Yep. Oh, boy. And,
2: uh, yeah, and, she, and we're, we're here tonight to talk about two of uh, the newest fantasy series and probably one of the most divisive fantasy series ever made. Uh, so we're going to be talking about The Rings of Power first and then we're going to be talking about House of the Dragon. Um
1: so what we'll, we'll I'm surprised that you think I'm surprised you think House of the Dragon is divisive. No, 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 no. Uh, well <laughs>
2: it is it is it, for, in some ways. Um but uh, first of all um getting into talking about Lord of the Rings the Rings of Power uh going into it what was your expectations like uh you know leading up to it and uh ragnar we'll start with you what were you expecting uh with this series
1: well as i had said in some of our previous podcasts i knew it was going to be a train wreck yeah <laughs> um because they didn't get the rights to lord of the rings they didn't get the rights to the hobbit they didn't even get the rights to the silmarillion they got the rights to the appendices, which are at the end of the third book of Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, mm-hmm. which most of us have never read, and don't form a complete story. It's just like a bunch of little bits and pieces, you know? Mm-hmm. So I knew that was a bad idea, and they spent a lot of money making this show, like, Probably the most money that's ever been spent on a show ever. But they also rushed the production. Mm -hmm. Like the Lord of the Rings films, those three movies, which were made for like 300 and some million dollars for all three. Mm -hmm. It took them like a year and a half to shoot them all. And this season they, they shot, they like between buying the rights and releasing it was like two years. So they bought the rights and then slapped it together real fast. And I figured that was probably not a great sign. Yeah. And then, of course, Peter Jackson had zero input on this project. And it was like, I understand if you don't want to bring him in as a director, Mm -hmm. but wouldn't you bring him in as at least a consulting producer or something? Like, he's the literal cinematography expert on the subject, Mm -hmm. you know? Um... So, yeah, I thought it was going to be a train wreck. I think it was actually worse than I thought because where it was a train wreck was just that the the story made no sense. (laughs) And I thought it was just going to, like, look kind of shoddy or, you know, not be great. But I was really surprised that on top of parts of it looking not great, and the casting being very strange. It also made no sense and was really boring. <laughs> okay, well, we'll 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 get into what
2: didn't work um shortly. Yeah, yeah. But uh Shay, w- what were your expectations going into this uh series?
3: I you know, I I do the atypical thing, which is I don't like to research much into things before I Uh watch them, so I kind of went in with no expectations but still hopeful because you know, I love Lord of the Rings and I was hoping that it would sort of carry on that legacy to an extent Um, but yeah, even just one episode in, I was pretty sure it was not going to do that for me (laughs) Yeah. Um, I... I really struggled to develop an attachment to any of the characters. Like I, and it was kind of all over the place and really drama focused, um, rather than, you know, like politics or conflicts or, you know, so I just, I guess it just didn't grab my attention. And as someone with ADD, I need things to grab my attention right yeah. off the hop. So
2: yeah, it um, was definitely a slow burn. You yeah, you know, Th- throughout yeah. the whole series, but but we'll 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 delve into that, um, yeah, shortly. So, um, going into this uh, for my, for me, my expectations, I was kind of like with what, what Ragnar was saying that um, I had a feeling it wasn't going to be good. I just I had that feeling, <clears throat> especially when I knew the rights part of it. Because originally, when they first announced it, and they said, "Oh, we're doing a Lord of the Rings TV series," I assumed that they were going to be doing, a you know, like redoing Lord of the Rings, but in a TV format, which I was yeah, which
1: would yeah, yeah. would have been awesome. Cause yeah, really I, had,
2: yeah, you know, because yeah, like that's the thing. Okay. Like, I, as that much as sound. I, as much as I love the Peter Jackson films, you know, there's a lot that they had to cut out. Um, so where you know, like back you know in 2000 um yeah 2001 2002 2003 they didn't do these long form you know in depth uh fantasy series on on television like that just didn't happen uh so now like i you know you could really delve into lord of the rings you could see more you know of of what was not in the movies um but uh you know i kind of had mixed feelings about that too cuz i was like well you know, they'd be recasting Frodo, they'd be recasting Gandalf, yeah. all that kind yeah. of stuff. But, you know, I was like, oh, maybe. But then when they said, well, we're going to tell a story from the Second Age, I was like... Like, I don't know enough about the the Lord of the Rings um, books, like, I've never read them. But I was like, okay, um, yeah,
0: may-
2: maybe, you know, like... You know, like, they were spending enough money on it. I was like, you know, they they got to have something going for them. But then I had this nagging feeling in the back of my head. When it comes to prequels, you run into that problem of we already know how the story ends. We You know, we know what happens. We know Sauron ultimately gets defeated. Spoilers um <laughs>
1: we gets defeated. Yeah.
2: And, and the, you know the rings destroyed and all that kind of stuff just, so we know we,
0: like we like
2: we know how it ends so it's like eh, you know like in in my opinion the only prequel that really worked and i you know i can't believe i'm saying this it would be the star wars prequels because george lucas Always had that intention of going back and 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 doing those movies. That's why, like, like in the eighties, he relabeled the movies. You know, the original movies, episode four, five, and six, because he intended to do one, two, and three. And he actually had a back, you know, the backstory in mind. What he was, where he was going to go, and what he was going to do. But then, you take something like Star Trek Enterprise. Like, I knew. Like, that wasn't going to work. Like, I knew we were going to have continuity issues. Like, it ultimately was not a bad series. Um, no. But uh, it it did have some continuity issues. And then when Discovery, again, when they said, well, we're doing a prequel, I was like, why? Like, go forward. Like, tell stuff like yeah. that we haven't seen yet. But, you know, they go back, uh, you know, because they're trying to bait you in with nostalgia. And it doesn't, it didn't work for me. Because, like, yeah, they really threw continuity out the window. Um, so I was, with this series, I was like, well, I don't know. Like, with it being a prequel, like, that, may, it may not work. And then, as we found, find out, a lot of it didn't. So that's my next question. What didn't work? <laughs> uh, Ragnar, what didn't work for you with this series?
1: Well... Most of it, to be honest. Um, I, liked, I liked the concept of doing a diversity cast and having black and Asian mm-hmm. and so on characters, but it doesn't work if it's going to be a direct connection to the Peter Jackson films because we didn't see any of that in those movies. Mm-hmm. So then you have to be like, Oh, all the black characters just get killed off at the end of this series so that the <laughs> continuity works and we don't want that. No. So that was a that's a weird ethical pickle. Um, but I I wasn't it doesn't bother me. I wasn't upset about that and and I'm like in a way it makes sense and I suspect if Peter Jackson made those movies nowadays, he would probably take that into consideration. But the elves didn't look right cuz no. they didn't they didn't have long hair the men didn't have long hair and a lot of the elves were ugly and like they are described in the books and and seen in the Peter Jackson movies as being like incredibly beautiful mm-hmm. and that was weird like especially you know like gil he was downright ugly and same with the guy who played Elrond he was kind of funny looking so I found that was a really strange departure. Um the 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 proto-hobbits, whatever that's about. Probably <laughs> probably they didn't get the rights to the word yeah. hobbit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were kind of weird. I liked them at first.
3: Yeah, the entry scene with them. The was entry scene cool, was like... pretty
1: cool where they're all hiding. Yeah. I would say they were the best part. But, but... even then they didn't really make sense because they were hobbit-esque but not really hobbits. And then, uh, the CGI, like the, the ice troll was kind of phony. Oof, yeah. And then the way Galadriel's like fighting it, like jumping through the air and all this. And I was like, Oh, this is lame. <laughs> yeah. And then the actress who played Galadriel maybe could grow up to become Kate Blanchett, maybe, but also like, she's like a fucking superhero who can, like, swim across oceans and defeat anything in combat. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't make any sense. Elves are immortal, but they're not superheroes, and they can be killed. It's just, like, they don't die from age, but they could still be stabbed or murdered or poisoned. Mm-hmm. And they still have to eat. They just don't die from age. So that was super weird. And then this wizard guy that fell from the sky, that was cool. And, yeah. it, and we talked about him for a long time, Shane and I, and we were really curious. But at the end of the day, we were also like, if they're inventing a new wizard, we're not into it. Yeah. And if this is supposed to be Gandalf, the timeline is way wrong. Yeah. So so that there was that. And then for me, the dwarves were a big issue. Because they're one of my favorite parts of the, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and the Tolkien lore. And I liked some of what they did with them. The beards were not very good. And then the whole part where Elrond gets in a, a rock-smashing contest. Yeah. <laughs> that was really weird. Yes. And also Elrond should have won. Because the elves would have, would have greater... Especially if Galadriel has super strength, yeah, then he would too. He would too, and the elves are supposed to have a longer stamina than the dwarves. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of phony that he lost. Um, and then the the female dwarves didn't have beards or any facial hair, and that
3: I bothered me. And
1: I like I understand you don't want to make them look ugly or homely. I get yeah. it, and trying to give them a beard and make them look still attractive is a, a real challenge. But in the Hobbit movies, they did do it in the extended cuts. They did have scenes with the dwarf women and they made their beards look really pretty. They didn't have beards on their chins, just like really big sideburns. And they put like bows in them and it looked cool. And yeah, I wasn't like, man, I want to bang a dwarf woman. They weren't (laughs) that kind of sexy. But I was like, I could see how Gimli would want to get a piece of that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I was super disappointed that. They made them not have beards and facial hair.
3: Especially now that gender roles are not clearly defined. And it's very common to yeah. see a blending of both genders. Like they could have totally done that. And that probably would have hit well
1: with you know, the younger audience. The youths. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. They could have totally played Absolutely. with that. Um, and then as a whole, and, and caveat here, I only watched the first two and a half episodes before I stopped. So halfway through the third episode, I turned it off, and I have not turned it back on. Yeah, I went further. The people I talked to, okay, Shay here (laughs) will will probably say on her her turn, all said it didn't get better. No. No. And the story wasn't making any sense to me, and on that third episode, I realized I hadn't really watched any of the episode, because I was playing on my phone, because I was so bored. Yes. And that's when I turned it off. So... I don't have a whole lot that I did like. There's a couple things, and I'll save that, but I really disliked the story. I really disliked the way some characters, like Galadriel, were cast to look like Galadriel, and others, like Elrond, were not cast to look like Elrond. And the dwarves were different, and the hobbit things were different. And as a whole, it was just a hot mess. Yeah,
2: agreed. Uh, Shay, um, what didn't work for you? Did you, do you have anything to add that maybe Ragnar didn't touch oh, on? Oh, I do. Yes. <laughs>
3: um, the first thing that started bothering me is there was something that felt kind of high school drama about it. Like the way mm. that the characters were interacting with each other, it felt like very modern drama to me instead of like historical fiction. Yeah. Um, and, and when I was comparing it in my head to Lord of the Rings, I mean, I already compared, like, Middle Earth and everything to be a very long time ago with very different customs and whatnot. And then we are supposed to be going further back from there, mm-hmm. and it felt more to me. So that bothered me a great deal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of looking at it.
3: And it was very drama-focused, as I was saying. So that was like, I don't know, that was almost the... The most it had going for it was that, and I found it kind of cheesy and hokey in times. I was really disappointed with the CG in a lot of a lot of situations um, because they spend so much on this show. So I was yeah. I was expecting like Lord of the Rings quality, and we're talking mm-hmm. about movies that are over a decade yeah, old, twenty years and old, and that CG is better than this show. So yeah.
1: there's there's still shots in Lord of the Rings where I can't tell if Gollum is CGI or a real. I know. And that came out when I was in high school 20 years ago. Yeah. And now we're watching Lord of the Rings, Amazon Prime, that they spent a billion dollars. One billion dollars. <laughs> and it doesn't look as good as a movie that came out 20 years ago. No, and yep.
3: adding to that, I thought that the the costume wardrobe design <clears throat> was horrendous. Like, yes. I was distracted by it. Um I forgot the guy's name who had the like the green man on his chest.
1: Yeah, that was the elf warrior. Yeah, yeah the brown elf warrior. God. I
3: couldn't stand looking at that thing. Like yeah. I just wanted to, <laughs> I wanted that to be gone. Um and as well especially with the little hobbit people, even their wigs and whatnot. Yeah, like, like the, I can tell the, its wigs. The
1: village elder guy, his sideburns looked so just like, yes. oh, he just took a chunk of wig and glued <laughs> it to his face. Like, it didn't look real. No. And then a lot of the costumes, especially, like, the background people, you could yeah. tell the costumes didn't fit them properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, elves wouldn't wear clothes that don't fit. Yes. Unless, like, they were in a very strange situation. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff like that. And, of course, we've all seen the, the famous close-up of the – the girl wearing a chainmail shirt and it's just like printed on the t-shirt yeah. that she's wearing under her costume. Ugh. And I'm like, man, I've, seen, no excuse I've seen better cosplayers in Winnipeg. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: yeah. What else was I going to say? I feel, you know, I do enjoy okay. the occasional cheesy fantasy fiction. Like I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. If this was a show that was, that didn't have the same terms like hobbits and and dwarves and Sauron and the name dropping. If it was its own complete separate entity, I would be thinking about the show totally different. Yes. Uh, yeah. um, but as it's planning to be a prequel to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, um, it just felt so disconnected from that that it just felt like a discount version of it that <laughs> yeah. none of us needed.
1: It was, like it was yeah. like when you order Lord of the Rings on Wish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, the packaging is great, yes, and then it shows exactly up, that. and you're like, "That's not what I ordered." <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Um, did you have anything else to add, Shay? Before I start rambling on,
3: I don't think so. No. Nope. Okay. On.
2: Um. Okay, so f- a few things that didn't work. Like, yeah, I agree. I <clears throat> with every point that you guys have made. Um. In terms of, um, you know, I, if this had been its own uh, fantasy series, or if they had just said, like, listen, you know, we're not Tolkien, this is not a, a direct prequel, this is its own thing, we're just taking elements from the books and we're doing something new with it, then I think I might be okay with it, if they had taken that approach and had been honest with us. Um.
3: Yeah, I agree, but they were they were using the Lord of the Rings name oh, to hype yeah. it up. Oh yeah, so like everyone's yeah. expectations.
2: Oh yeah, like the the title of the show is Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Yeah, you know, like it. So yeah, like they were definitely cashing in on our nostalgia and our love for those movies. You know, not and and not just to sell the show, but to like resell the you know the movies and the books and stuff because they've since reissued the books with like pictures from this show on the covers of
1: the books oh no Which... you probably can only buy them on amazon yeah <laughs> yeah <You laughs> probably can't go into your local chapters and pick one up. <laughs> so yeah like
2: if, if they had just taken that approach like that's kind of how i felt about star trek discovery if they would have just said to us hey this is not in continuity. This is a reboot. It's its own. Think of it as its own alternate Star Trek universe. I would have been like, okay, you know, I'll, you know, if it, you know, because that's well, why we, things don't make sense, you know, because it's it's not Star the Trek same universe. Discovery, if
1: they had just said with that show, if they had just said we're making a new sci-fi show and left out all the Star Trek parts, I would have been like, this show kicks ass. Well, yeah, I don't know if I would Trek have. Showed, like, yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't know. No, if I would have li- I would have given it three out of five. Yeah, because it, because it's a Star Trek thing, and I'm comparing it to other Star Treks. It was just like, this isn't Star Trek anymore, man.
2: Yeah, because there there's really two approaches you could take. You could say this is it's Star Trek, but it's it, it's 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 a reboot. It's its own thing. It's not connected to anything else. Things are different. You know, like yes, that's the Enterprise, but it's not the Enterprise you remember. It's a different one. I'd have been like, okay, or like you said, Ragnar, you completely reboot it. It's in the style of Star Trek, but it's not Star Trek. It's its own thing, kind of like yeah. the Orville.
1: I think that's yeah. why the Orville works. Uh, yeah, because there's no continuity. There's no like, yeah. So so here's like, a famous character from Star Trek history. Yeah, played and, by somebody who looks looks no, and acts nothing like him. And and here's oh. his his
2: uh, foster sister that he never talked about before yeah uh, yeah um mm-hmm. so like with Lord with this show uh the Rings of power I kind of felt, it's felt the exact same same thing yeah like they should have either said like yes we know you like the Lord of the Rings movies but this Sauron might win in this one because this is not the same continuity yeah or yeah, yeah. you know like you know we're taking concepts that Tolkien made but we're changing it so instead of Hobbits there's hardfoots instead of elves there's Something I don't know. Like now they're not pretty. Now they're now they have short hair. Yeah. Um, but they but they didn't. They're they're cashing in on on uh, the the good works of of uh, Peter Jackson, not the Hobbit trilogy, but the the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and it just uh, didn't work. Um, and then yeah, Galadriel. Uh, she, I hate this, this, um, she's kind of, she kind of has like the Ray Skywalker thing going for her where, yeah. uh, like she's the best, even though she's hasn't really done anything to earn that, but yeah. she, but she's the best at everything she does. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, her literally swimming an ocean and then just happens to come upon a raft that just happens to have Sauron on it. Like, what are the odds? Yeah. Um, so that, that, that's the big thing for me with the series is it defies logic in a lot of ways. Like that, that, that makes no sense.
3: Do you remember the scene where Galadriel uses someone's sword as like a stepping tool to, like, attack someone. Do you remember that? She jumped yes. She, she used a sword that was at, like, a 45 degree angle and stepped on it like it was level ground, and that launched her up into the air. <laughs> and it was so fake-looking mm-hmm. and Aww. so unbelievable that I was Aww. like, why would you even include that in there? Because now I don't buy the story. You know?
2: Yeah. Yep. Well, and and not, not just that, but there's, uh, you know, there's so many other instances where, like, Galadriel, you know, defied logic. Um, you know, aside from swimming across an ocean, happening to come <clears> upon <throat> Sarah. Okay, like the like when they're the opening thing when they're on the mountain and the one elf like falls down and I can't make it, and she's like, "No, we keep going." So they basically left that elf to die, right? So then yeah. she then she single handedly defeats that cave troll, and then she's no, no, mad- it wasn't a cave troll.
1: They didn't have the rights to the words cave troll. Oh. It was an ice troll. Oh ice yeah.
3: Troll.
1: Yeah. So
3: which was very believable looking. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So she so she single handedly defeats that thing. And then she gets mad <laughs> mad at her the rest of them because they all leave. They're like, yeah, we're, we're dibzo. Like we're not going forward anymore. We're going back. And then she's mad at them for leaving her. It's like yeah.
1: Bitch, you left that guy to die in the snow. Like, also, like, why are you wearing metal armor climbing a mountain in the Arctic? Like, yeah. Yeah. You don't do that. You would be frozen. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, but I think, like, I mean, that's one of the issues I had with Game of Thrones. Like, when whenever they would go, like, north of the wall and stuff, it's like, John Snow's ears would have froze off a long yeah, time yeah. ago. Like, as Cana- yeah. as Canadians, I think we we notice those things a lot that's true. Quicker. And all they, and all they would, have had, would
1: have had to do was give him a fur hat, and we would have yeah. been like, oh, yeah, he's fine.
2: But that's you wouldn't thing. see his pretty face and his pretty hair, though. Like, that's, you know, like, well, I get it. I, you know, uh, we're talking, you know, Hollywood, right? But, um, yeah. you know, other things that uh, defy logic. Like I, like, I know, Ragnar, you didn't get to this part, but uh, when... Spoilers. Basically, they kickstart Mount Doom and and we we see, you know, Mount Doom, the volcano erupt and Galadriel's yes. at that village where um, uh, the, the black elf was at and 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 his girlfriend and her kid and and all that. So they kickstart Mount Doom, and then it literally erupts. You know, kind of like Pompeii, right? Like the, you know, like this shockwave wave of uh, lava and ash and all this high temperature stuff is literally coming at them. She closes her eyes, and that's how the episode ends. The next episode starts with her opening her eyes, and she's perfectly fine. Meanwhile, like the the house beside her is literally on fire
3: but yeah. she but
2: she's okay she's just got some yeah. you know some ash on her
3: the amount of smoke on the scene alone I was like yeah you don't pass out here and then wake up and you're fine and ready to fight and run
2: yeah exactly and then like no, that she's in a more you know yeah and then that <laughs> um, um, that queen I can't remember her name the 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 black lady queen she's fine too but then she gets like some some fire in her eyes and then she's blind but her eyes look fine like because you see her throughout the you know she's got some burn marks like around her eyes but her eyes themselves are fine and i'm like how could she be blind if her eyes look fine like there's so many things that defy logic um even even uh you know when uh what's her name gladriel finds out who Sauron is at the end, and then she doesn't say anything to anybody. Like, you're you're <laughs>
1: literally letting this Dark Lord help you forge this and ring. And at the start of the episode, she's like, Sauron is my nemesis, and I am his <laughs> archenemy. And then she doesn't even know, like, doesn't even recognize him to see him? Yeah. And I mean,
2: he, I guess he can take different forms or whatever, but even still, uh, it just, it Yeah. It was just way too coincidental. And and then, like you were saying, Ragnar, with the writing, the, it, it boils down to the writing. The writing was terrible. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, you know, there's you know no thought really put into it. No, I don't know. And, and, I mean, like, those first few episodes were so boring. It was so hard to get through. And then it just, it never got better. Never got better.
3: I never even really felt attached to any specific character. Like I didn't feel like any character was written with enough, enough like depth to them that I cared about them.
2: Well, and and like even the new characters like Galadriel, I just know her name because Cate Blanchett played her in, in the tr- original trilogy and Sauron and, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the, the elf guy from the trilogy, oh, yeah, uh, Elrond. Elrond, yeah. Like I know those names, but I don't know any of the new these new characters that they've created. I I have no idea, um, who they are, what they're doing. Uh, like I don't know, and yeah, yeah, like it. I just I didn't care, and, and like I said, when <clears throat> an example of, of aside from everything I've already said about the bad writing, but. That, that that scene when they're like, the ocean is, o-, or the sea is always right, and they're chanting that, I'm like, oh my god, like, the-. <laughs> you know, and the only decent lines that were in the show were the ones they literally stole from the original trilogy. Yes. um, You know, huh. like, uh, when Sauron, like, tempts her, you know, you can be my queen, you, you know, and you could do this. That's literally the lines that Kate C- Blanchett said in The Fellowship. Oh! Like they like okay. literally lifted those lines, and I'm like, "Yikes!" Like you guys can't even come up with anything good on your own. Yeah. But, but anyway, now that we know uh, what didn't work, uh, did anything actually work that that you liked? Um, Ragnar, was there anything
1: that you that you liked about this show? Oh yeah. Yeah. There there was a few things I did enjoy. Hmm. So I gotta say. The opening sequence, which was the first piece of video we saw in the very first trailer <clears> for the series, where it's like molten metal being poured through wood, mm-hmm. and eventually it pulls out and it says, The Rings of Power. That was awesome. And when I saw that teaser trailer, before any other footage came out, I was like, maybe this thing's not going to be as bad as I thought. But mm-hmm. apparently that was the only good thing they, they filmed, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the cinematography was really good.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. It.
1: There were yeah. some shots where I'm like, this is amazing. Yep. And there were other shots where I'm like, hmm, yeah. meh. So they, they may have had more than one cinematographer working on it in order to shoot it that quickly. They may have had different directors and cinematographer teams. Like, in which on, case,
2: like honestly, there were times it nice that it felt good. like they took like footage from the Lord of the Rings movies and then they took footage from Hercules' legendary journeys and, like, combined them. That's how I felt absolutely
1: right. Because there were some shots that were brilliant and it looked like Middle Earth and there were other shots and you're like, oh, it looks like a Xena episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought it was interesting that they brought in Howard Short, who did the music for Lord of the Rings, to do the theme song, but not Um. the rest of the music. Yeah. And I thought... If I was making a TV show and they said, you have $500 million to do this show, I'm pretty sure I would be able to bring in any cinematographer, like any Hollywood music guy that uh-huh. I wanted. And it feels like, oh no, we could only afford him to do the theme song. We hired a much cheaper guy to do the actual music.
3: Do we actually know that he wasn't approached and just didn't want to well because i don't know when yeah. i think of that theme well, I song i kind of don't really care about it
1: like, well yeah i was gonna say it's that... not like
3: game of thrones when that song kicks on and you're like yes i'm ready
1: <laughs> i, I um, will say that the theme song that it was
3: anticlimactic chose... it almost yeah. felt like he just didn't care he's like sure i'll throw this at it and call on a yeah, day yeah
1: send me my three million yeah. dollars here you go here's a boring <laughs> here's a boring piece of leftover music from yeah. the, Lord of the rings that peter jackson didn't like yeah um but i thought that was interesting i'm like okay there's a direct connection oh he only did the theme song oh mm-hmm. uh, and then the theme song was boring and lame and that was weird too um Now there wasn't a whole lot else that i really liked the orcs were okay, but again, they didn't quite look the same as orcs. They were okay, but... Uh,
3: no, the orcs frustrated
1: yeah. me. Yeah, but... And again, you went further than I did, so... So, Shay, what, got... uh,
2: was there anything that worked for you that you liked about this series?
3: What There was one of the plots that I still want to know more about, because it, <clears throat> it did catch my attention. It was just like... The sidebar of, of the little Hobbit people. What are they called?
2: Hard- Hardfoot's.
3: Hardfoot's. Yeah. So first of all, the, from the beginning, Hardfoot's caught my attention because this whole like little traveling gypsy family that pops out of the earth. That's that's amazing. Um, yeah, that was. Cool. And then they added the um, wizard showing up we think. And that was kind of interesting because we still don't know who he is. And it, it, it seemed kind of like not as predicted. Like he can't, he's like kind of a baby and he's kind of destructive and he seems to have a lot of inner conflict. So I was really interested about him, but then also there were these, you know, those like kind of alien unearthly looking beings that were yeah. kind of tracking him. Yeah. Yes. I want to know about them. Like they looked incredible so much mystery I there so it's it's basically the the hardfoots and the wizard and the weird alien people that and, i want to know more about
2: but then they, they got killed off I, didn't they i think Those. uh
3: well I, I couldn't tell you for sure but if
2: oh, okay. they did then... <laughs> i i think i, I think they did cuz that was like one thing i was like huh because they they also like cuz in a certain light they look like ringwraiths but it's like Yes. But the ring wraiths got their powers from the Ring. So, like, who are these guys? <laughs> the Ring
1: hasn't been invented yet. How could there yeah. be ring wraiths?
3: <laughs> so, to me, that's some sort of, like, oh, no. other entity being introduced into this franchise. Or possibly. Yeah. Maybe I'm <clears throat> wrong. But I'm hoping it is. Because then that could be something new that comes from it that I would want to see more of. But aside from that, I didn't really care about Galadriel that much. I feel like... She just stayed kind of the same, in the same mentality and character the whole time, which was incredibly serious and brooding, um, and didn't waver from that, which didn't show any depth to her. And any of the, yeah, it just seemed like mundane drama that she was going through every day that didn't really mean much to me. The, the wizard falling from the sky meant a lot to me because I thought this is either Gandalf or this is some other completely separate story yeah. that could tell us much more about the origins of the wizards. So that's, that's about all I can say.
2: Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I, um, I don't have a lot to add. Uh, I agree with Ragnar. Uh, <laughs> like, some of the sim- cinematography I thought was very beautiful. Um, but, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at. That, that kind of worked for me. Because, um, like, one And I, I guess I should have mentioned this on what didn't work. I felt like this world was very small, like, by comparison. Like, um... Elrond and that other elf guy, like, they go to uh, the mountain to, to meet with the dwarves. And, I mean, like, that's a long journey. Um, that's true. And it seemed yeah. like they like they just crossed it in, like, an afternoon. Like, they just... Right, it does
1: seem like they just, like, walked there.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, which, which, which kind of defeats the whole Hobbit series, which was yeah. all about this yeah. giant that's... journey.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like when they when when they let Elrond in, and they you know the other guy can't isn't allowed to come in, it's like yeah, I'll I'll, I'll see you when I get back. It's like now this guy has to go trekking back by himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like it, you know, that journey was so long that when Bilbo Baggins did it, like he thought it was the end of the road, right? Like yeah, just getting to Rivendell. He's like, oh, the end of the journey. Yeah, <laughs> like, he
3: was he was older when he returned. Yeah like interesting
2: ridiculous i yeah. didn't
3: make that connection
2: <laughs> and then it's it's the same with um uh when they go to that uh place uh where they kickstart mount doom and galadriel and and uh, those island people like they journey across the sea or from the island to the mainland and then like they're there like within like i don't yeah. know a few and, like, hours they're,
1: they're written, like it took it took <laughs> them like a year to get to more. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um so yeah, it it suffered from the Game of Thrones final seasons where everyone just like was where they needed to be all of a sudden like there was no journeys anymore. Um yeah. so the, yeah, that that really didn't work. But as far as yeah, what did work and that, that yeah, some of the cinematography, that was kind of it. Um Okay, so my question, my last question about this series is: What do you want to see in season two? And will you even watch it, uh, Ragnar? Um, and I should point will out, um, real quick, that the showrunners apparently have been demoted. Um, the, the <laughs> what? guy Yeah, the guy, the guys that uh, did the show, um, they're not going to be showrunning the series in season two. They're going to be bringing in someone else. Uh, they've been like kicked down to like producers or something um that's yes. so yeah it'd be jd Payne and patrick mckay and yeah, christina I have a morgan they're I not going to
1: become household names
2: and they and yeah like honestly like they you know so they they spend a billion dollars on this show and these guys i think their credits were they worked on star trek the third jj J. abrams star trek movie like the like they have almost Uh-oh. no Hollywood experience, um, yeah. and I, which again, if
1: you have if you have a five hundred right? million dollar budget to produce one season, you could get anybody you want to do that. Yeah, you could yep. get like a Hollywood A list director <coughs> to do. That. Mm-hmm. And one
2: one thing, one interesting thing to note also is like I was comparing Star Trek Discovery to this series and stuff. The people like Alex Kurtzman also worked for J.J. Abrams. These guys also worked for J.J. Abrams at some point. So J.J. Abrams uh, had a hand in destroying the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> these Alex sure Kurtzman's did. destroying Star Trek as we speak, and now he these sure guys did. are destroying Lord of the Rings. You know, and they all come from the same bad robot company.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah. So anyway, Ragnar, um, let's get back to to the question. Will you watch
1: season two? And what, what are you hoping to see in season two? Okay, well, for, first off, I didn't finish season one. So it seems <laughs> unlikely to me that I'm going to watch season two, given that yeah. I didn't even finish season one. Now, originally, Amazon said this was going to be a five-season <clears throat> show. Yep. And I'm pretty fucking sure... It's only going to be two seasons yeah. and they're going to wrap the whole storyline up in the next season. Oh, it's going to be rough. Because they're aware of nobody likes it and nobody's really watching it and most people didn't watch past episode 2. They're aware of all of that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is there's no merch. Amazon is the second biggest retail company, or second biggest company in the world and Everybody buys everything on Amazon. There's no merch. There's no action figures. There's no t-shirts. There's mm-hmm. there's only the books with new pictures on them. Yeah. And that's it. If I was going to spend a billion dollars to make a show and I was running the second largest retailer in the world, I would have so much merch you wouldn't <laughs> believe it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing. So that tells me right there that they knew they had a stinker. Like at yeah. some point they went like, "Oh, this is bad. We're not sinking any more money into this." Yeah. I'm so I bet sure. you, I bet you, season two is going to have like a super low budget, and it'll be shorter episodes, and there'll be less of them, and they'll try to wrap it all up real fast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I don't think they're getting a season three. I'm even surprised they're going to make a season two, and probably the only reason they're going to do that is because they probably started season two yeah. before season one even came out, knowing how long it took them to make it. They, they they probably wanted to get a jump start, and now they're like, "Well, we have to do it because we've already started it." Well, you're, you're almost right, Ragnar. They they did
2: start season. They've already started season two. Uh, I think it was October third. They started filming season two. <laughs>
1: So when season the, one came uh, out, they would have been like, on location getting yeah. everything ready.
2: Yeah. Wow. So I'm wondering if if things are going to change since these showrunners got like demoted. Or if they're going to hit the pause if button. Al- if,
1: if they're already filming it, there's no way they're going to change anything. No. Because they would have already written the scripts. Yeah. And these new guys would have been hired in but told, you don't have any control. That or they're gonna change midstream,
2: and then you're gonna really notice it when you're watching season two. On, get, but on a
1: high budget show with all of this, you can't really change mid middle stream. Like you it's all you kind can, of but
2: it. I, I th- it, it'll it it will not go unnoticed. Like people will notice. Like why why does it feel different?
1: Yeah, I'd I'd be surprised. I I don't think I I would imagine season two. Is just like nobody watches it, and it they quickly try to pretend like they never made it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Shay, right, um,
2: Same same question to you. Are, will you watch season two? And what are you hoping to see if if you do?
3: I'm currently not planning on it I suppose I suppose if it's released and and I start hearing from people around me that I trust that oh we should give it a chance it's actually better this time around that I would I think I would do that but yeah um, I currently feel there's about a one percent chance of that happening yeah mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> So I can't even really comment to what I'd be looking for in it, I, because what I'd be looking for is a completely different uh, <laughs> <Yep>. writing and <laughs> production. So that's not yep. going to happen. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I think, I think people are going to quickly forget about it, or try to forget about it.
1: Well, I noticed, like, we do, Shay and I sell at Comic-Cons. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any Lord of the Rings cosplays nope. from this show. I saw people nope. dressed up as Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I even saw Atariel and, like, I saw, yeah. like, people from The Hobbit. And there, and
1: there was a Witch King. I saw a Witch yeah. King. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't see anybody trying to pretend they were from this show.
3: No.
1: I didn't see any of the new Harfoots or the new Dwarves or the new Galadriel or the new Elves uh, or the new Orcs. I didn't see any of that in any of my shows. Yeah. Um and mo- and most people I talked to said the same thing mm-hmm. as what I'm saying cuz they stopped watching after yep. the second episode mm-hmm. cuz it was boring. Yeah,
2: I'm like season 2 I'm definitely not going to be watching unless, like you guys said you, someone tells me like, "Oh my god, like they've changed it. It's so good now." You know. Or you'll you'll probably try the first episode
1: and then five know. minutes you'll decide if you're going to watch the rest of it or not. <laughs>
2: I, I, I think I'd have to be really bored or something. Yeah, because <laughs> also
3: the dilemma, if you're a Lord of the Rings like diehard fan, that wa- continuing to watch this show starts to ruin the franchise for you. Yeah, um, that's definitely what I was finding. Like I felt like it was tarnishing my memories. <laughs> yeah, and I and I didn't want to go further because I just wanted to um, preserve my my nostalgia as long as I could.
2: Yeah and the one positive like I will say that has come out of this whole situation is it has made me appreciate the original trilogy oh, a yes. lot more and i and i do plan well, I bet, on, and on going and i bet it you the, the
1: viewing streams for the original trilogy have just skyrocketed oh, yeah. with everybody going like yeah. i want to watch lord of the rings but the good one yeah but
3: well honestly the show did remind you <clears throat> of how epic that series was because you and I were were talking about it while we're watching it. We're like, wow, the CG was so much better in the original movies and like the the, costumes
1: were better. The music was better. The character
3: development. The world was bigger. (laughs) Yeah. Everything was just so much bigger and a lot more care put into it instead of just some sort of like rushed uh, fantasy action film designed to catch the attention i guess but there wasn't care put into it the way i would have expected and but it made me think about lord of the rings and the hobbit and and i really really appreciate what they did and that they did that so long ago that it's still comparable to shows being released now Mm
1: -hmm. like i have a book an entire photo book and it's a decently thick book of the weapons and armor of Lord of the Rings Mm. because they put so much attention to detail in there that all the characters had real swords that they hired a professional swordsmith to make. They wore real armor. They hired like, I think it was two or four guys to make all the chainmail. Yes, it was plastic rings and not metal, but it was still put together the Mm -hmm. same way. And those guys literally wore, out their fingerprints because mm-hmm. they got such deep calluses from clicking the plastic wow. rings together that they don't have fingerprints anymore. It's just scar <laughs> tissue. I worked at a chainmail factory, so I know a fair <laughs> bit about this. Um, and in the Rings of Power, they didn't do that. And the, the weapons didn't look exciting. Like I'm like, I'm not going to go buy Galadriel's sword from that and put it on my wall. But like, Aragorn sword or Gandalf sword or any of the Rohan swords yeah I would totally buy the replicas and hang them on my wall because they looked amazing Mm -hmm. and so there's not going to be a photo book about the costumes of Rings of Power because they they were lame and they were rushed and they weren't that good
3: and keeping in mind this is a prequel you would think it would be even like older and better like it should have been better well
1: remember the first Lord of the Rings movie it starts out with that, that last battle against Sauron. Yeah. And that looked amazing. It did. And, like, that was, like, you were, like... Like, you watched that 17 or whatever that... that however long that sequence was. I think it was only, like, three or four minutes. And you were, like, I'm in. Yep. yep. Like, I am so fucking in. This is incredible. And when you watched the, the Rings of Power, you didn't get drawn in like that.
0: Mm-mm. You
1: didn't see an epic battle with real people, with real weapons and real armor and be like, I am into this world. You were like, oh, she can jump off sword blades and kill ice. Tro- <laughs> what the hell's an ice troll? I never heard of an ice troll before. Oh man. Yeah. This is bad. yeah. Yeah.
3: I would have found it more believable if this was actually a sequel, like much farther into the future and like, obviously not using the same characters. But if it was supposed to be a more modern spin on it, it would have made a bit more sense to me. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. If they had done a sequel and like maybe Sauron had like some backdoor way of coming back or something, like maybe he
1: the had ring another ring two.
2: Yeah, maybe. He, yeah, maybe he had another <laughs> no, ring kidding. hiding out there. Yeah, but
1: anywho, yeah, it anywho. would have still been better than this prequel that doesn't make sense. Yeah,
2: and, and like I said, that's the the dangerous territory that you, you, you put yourself in when you start doing prequels, then it's, you know, like, go, go ahead, not back, you know, unless that was always the plan, but it wasn't. But,
1: anyway. yeah. You know, th- thinking about that, that Chris, one of the better prequels I can think of is Better Call Saul. Yep. That, and Except I mean, that the characters, like the actors, look noticeably older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be a prequel, yes. especially the guy who plays Mike. You're like, yeah. this is pretty hard to believe. That guy's clearly in his eighties, and he's supposed to be <laughs> in his sixties. <60s>. Like, ooh. <laughs> but as far as a prequel goes, it was great. The writing was great. The writing was great. The acting was great. The world was the same, and you saw how it was going to sink together eventually.
2: Yeah. So this this could have worked if they had had Peter this, Jackson this and his great. crew. Because Better Call Saul, it was the Breaking Bad crew yeah. that came back to do the prequel, right? Oh yeah, it was so, all the same people. So it, it could have worked had they, you know, had Peter Jackson and them involved.
1: And the reason they didn't, they didn't even go, try to go that way, is because they did, couldn't get the rights. Yeah. Like Jeff Bezos sent out his agents and said, <laughs> "I want to do Lord of the Rings," and they came back and said, "the the rights aren't for sale. They 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 the estate is refusing." And he said, "Offer them more money," and they they said, "We did." Money's not what they want. The only thing they're willing to give us is these appendices. and he said, Sure, go for it. not having no idea what mm-hmm. he had gotten into
2: and that and when you think about it i get I guess like that estate, like they probably have not as much money as Bezos, but they have a lot of money, and they probably don't need more money, but I no, mean no, and it, they're
1: they're much more concerned about the artistic integrity, yeah. Like Peter Jackson had a lot of trouble getting those rights because they were like, we don't want you to make something that, that you know, my father would roll over in his grave about. And this Amazon show is something that yep. J.R.R. Tolkien would roll over <laughs> oh, in yeah. his grave about. <clears throat> the Peter Jackson movies, he would certainly complain and quibble and, and stuff, but he would probably overall appreciate them. Yeah. And he would probably say things like, that's Gandalf. And that Sauron, you like, he would be like, there they are, alive and in the flesh. But when he watched this show, he'd be like, who's that? Who's that? Who's mm-hmm. that? Who's that? <laughs> yep. What's a harfoot? Like he, <laughs> he wouldn't understand any of it, and he'd probably get real mad and give you a, probably a pretty stern lecture. Yep. Um.
2: Yeah, if, it, it's a good thing I'm not part of the Tolkien estate, because if it was up to me, I would have been like. All right. Well, I'll sell you the rights, but you're take you're putting me in space. Because I mean, Bezos is going; he's got rockets going to space. Yeah. I, I'd be yeah. like, I, I want to go into space. That <laughs> that would be my price.
3: I <laughs> would absolutely take that bribe, hundred <laughs> percent.
2: Yep. Yep. Which, which, like I said, it's probably a good thing I'm not part of the Tolkien <laughs> estate because I totally would have sold out to go to space. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's talk about. A good prequel show, actually. Um,
1: Better call and, Saul?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that is House of the Dragon. Um, so, yeah, this was announced, I believe it was October 2019, that they were doing this series. And it was based on the book Fire and Blood, which they've got part one out. They still haven't got part two out. Um, but this is about the Targaryens, and it was gonna be about the dance of Dragons and so on and so forth. I had a good feeling about this going in. So that's my first question. going into this, what was your expectations? And I I as Ragnar will will uh, can attest to, I, I was I had a good feeling about this show. I really did because uh, George R. R. Martin was deeply involved in this show. Whereas like Game of Thrones, he was more of a consultant. Whereas this show, like he, he seems to be there, um, which is a detriment to him completing The Winds of Winter. Um, oh,
1: he's never going to complete those, man. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he started he, writing a new <clears throat> series. He's just going to keep writing those and never bother with the other ones. He
2: he did say on uh, on Colbert that he is seventy five percent finished it. Um, yeah. okay, so well. given, given the 10 year time span, 75%, so we can expect it in like three years possibly, maybe, but he also said it's, it's the biggest book he's ever written. So fingers yeah. crossed, hopefully. It comes um, with like a handcart so you can roll it into your house.
3: Yeah, Jesus, he's got some big books.
2: <laughs> but I mean, oh he's also, like I said, he, he, in it, what he has, it hasn't, it's not that he hasn't been doing anything. Like in the last... Ten years since uh, the last book came out. Um, I mean, he wrote Fire and Blood, Part One, and he's got like a history book that came, that he co-wrote with a, a, an, another couple, and then this most recently another book, which is kind of based on Fire and Blood, but it's illustrated and it's really good. Um, I just I purchased it. It just came out this week or last week.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it like just came out.
2: Yeah, I believe it's called Rise of the Dragon. And again, it's yeah, it. yeah it, it it's amazing. It it looks fantastic. I even got the audiobook book um, for it. So yeah, I am totally invested in this series going in. I I, I was super excited. Um, plus the the other showrunner. Um, uh, well, there's actually two showrunners. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, I'm just looking them up. Uh, M- Miguel Sapochnik and Ryan Condal. They are um, uh, the showrunners, but I believe Miguel Sapochnik is stepped away for season 2. But Ryan Condal, like I've seen a lot of interviews with him and he is a fan. Like you could tell like he like this is very important to him. He's very invested in in doing a good job. And George R. R. Martin has, you know, given him his blessing and is working with him. So I'm super. I was super excited going into this. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll start in reverse. Shay, uh, what were your expectations going into this series?
3: Well, it wasn't that much farther before. So I started watching Rings of Power first. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I, I got really afraid because mm. I thought oh, I thought if they can if they can do this to Lord of the Rings if they can ruin Lord of the Rings for me what if Game of Thrones gets ruined um, so I was pretty hesitant to start House of the Dragon um, and I waited until there was uh, raving reviews and people recommending it to me to get into it uh, yep. and then even like. 10 minutes into the first episode I was invested and excited. So I, I guess I was worried going in that, it, <laughs> but, but in comparison to, I think it was a mistake that they released these shows at the same time. Um, yeah. because the comparison is just, uh, ridiculous.
2: Oh um, yeah. Yeah it, yeah. it definitely didn't help the rings of power. It definitely worked against no. that big time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't, I like, I totally don't blame you for being hesitant because um, I, I don't, like, Che, I don't know how you feel about the last few seasons of Game of Thrones, but I know Ragnar and I, we're pretty critical of them. Um, yep. And I, was, I
3: tend to agree.
2: So, like, I totally get why people are hesitant to get into this series. Um, because, you know, yeah, it just, the, the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones... Definitely weren't as good as, as the previous seasons, and I, I really, and I said this before, like, I wish they would have just hand, like, because it was two different showrunners for Game of Thrones, um I can't remember their names now, but they should have just handed the keys over to somebody else and been like, peace out, you know, we want to go do Star Wars, but they, no, they mm-hmm. they rushed it, they, they and it wasn't as good as it should have been, and then they lost their Star Wars and deal anyway.
1: Yeah, they did such a bad job that they lost their Star Wars project anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Star Wars was like, you personally shat in the mouths of your fan base. Yes. We will never work with you again. Yep.
3: Especially (laughs) especially after the first four seasons of Game of Thrones. Like, that was... To mm-hmm. me that was probably the best television I had watched. Oh, and like possibly still to this day. And, and, it, and it
1: set records for viewership.
3: And you don't expect you don't expect a show that's doing that well to start tanking for multiple seasons afterwards. But I mean, obviously they learned from their mistakes because uh, I I'm willing to say they've completely redeemed the franchise at this point. For me, yep. anyway. Like I know there I know there's supposed to be that other um like the sequel about Jon Snow.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, Oof. I was originally, pre- I was kind of scared oh, of that because I was like, I don't think I want to see a continuation of no, this story it's a bad as idea. much as I did love the character of Jon Snow. But but actually now, now that they've done House of, Dragon this, House of the Dragon this way, I'm actually kind of like feeling a little optimistic about the Jon Snow one. You never know. You I don't never think know. it'll ever
1: get made. I think they're going to... You don't shoot, think so? They're gonna shoot a pilot, and the, they're gonna test it, and they're gonna go. Mm, this is too risky. I don't know. That's
3: I, what I,
1: I think. I, I agree with you, Shay. I, I I do think,
2: like I do, feel better about uh, a Jon Snow yeah. sequel series. And there are some things that didn't get answered in Game of Thrones, which possibly could get because, like,
1: the whole some, point. Some yeah. things. <laughs> Only some. But but I mean,
2: like the big thing. Like him joining the Nights Watch and all that at the end. Like I was like, why? Like there's there's no threat to the north anymore. What are you watching
1: for? Yeah, your sister. Your sister killed the thing, even though it should have been you. I
3: remember wondering that. Like, what do you do with the (coughs) wall?
1: Yeah, what? There's nothing to do. But one
2: one, Uh, one thing that um, trees out. (laughs) Well, one thing that never got answered. Not
1: the cold tolerant trees.
2: (laughs) one, One thing that never got answered though. Was remember that plot line with um, with Craster? Like whenever his his daughter wives would have a boy, and they would take it and give it to the White Walkers, and yeah. then they would take the babies, and then they turn that one baby, and his eyes turn blue. Like there was no right. baby White Walkers. At the Battle of Winterfell, so maybe with
1: the Jon Snow's... yeah, Jon like, Snow baby killer. Well, I'm, I'm
2: just, I'm just wondering if maybe like they used a different spell on them, and maybe they're still out there. Like you know, I imagine they've grown, and and some of them will be adults because, you know, Craster was pretty old, and some of his daughters were pretty old. Um,
1: yeah, and they're not going to actually have Jon
2: Snow kill babies, but I mean, it, it'd be I, freaky if there was like little kid. White Walkers running around up there. You know what I mean? Like, Oof. I mean. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know we're giving HBO some ideas here to work with. Um, so Ragnar, going into this uh, House of the Dragon, what were your expectations?
1: Okay, I I went in reluctantly. Yep. <clears throat> and my expectations were very low because I was so. Mm -hmm. bitter about season seven and eight eight in particular but seven was a waste of time too and and seasons one to six of game of thrones i thought were excellent and and i've read the books and yeah there's deviations mostly omissions there's mostly just characters and plot lines missing and doran kind of got overlooked for most of the series Mm -hmm. but overall it was pretty good And then season seven was like basically just set up for season eight, which was basically just set up for the last episode, which was terrible. So I went into it really reluctantly and I definitely thought this isn't going to be good. This is going to suck. And I liked it. I didn't love it as much as you two. And we'll probably get into that. But I didn't hate it. I I put it on par with, I don't know, like, well, it's better than season seven of Game of Thrones, but I don't think it's as good as any of the other seasons. So, for me, really, yeah, but I liked it. And I'll get into the things I didn't like and why I didn't like it.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I'm giving it a four out of five, because it was good, it redeemed the franchise, and there's a lot of stuff I liked, but I didn't... If I had watched this and I'd never seen Game of Thrones, I wouldn't be like, this is the best fantasy show. You have to watch this. I would have been like, well, that was cool. What else you got? Yeah. So, you know, I I didn't love it as much as you guys. But I went into it with low expectations, and I came out of it going, that was great, and I would definitely want to watch the next season.
2: All right. Well, okay, so my next question, I'm going to start with what worked. Uh, and really quickly, I just want to say, the series premiere, and this is from Wikipedia, was watched by over 10 million viewers, the biggest in HBO's history. Um, so, I, okay, so I'll kick it off with what worked. Um, the cast, I thought was amazing. Patty Constantine, um, as Viserys, was amazing. Uh, he was great. Matt Smith fantastic as, as Damon, oh, like he,
1: Matt Smith stole every goddamn second of the screen that he was in.
2: Yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, and we'll get into specifics, but yeah, um, Dem, or Emma Darcy as the older queen Renera, I thought she did. An, I thought she did a great job. Um,
1: I, I gotta say, I like the younger queen better,
2: but I, I, and that, her name's Millie Alcock and yes, she, she was very good. Uh, but I understand, you know, like them recasting certain characters, um, so it, so it did work for me. Uh, Reece, uh, e-fans as Otto Hightower. Yeah. He, he, was great. I, you know, he, he's basically what? like the Tywin of this show <laughs> and I love Tywin yeah. Lannister. He
1: yeah. was, he was absolutely the Tywin Lannister mm-hmm. of this show.
2: Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we had, uh, Lord Coralis uh, Valerion, uh, Princess Rainey Targaryen, uh, the prince, prince, or the queen that never was. Sorry, um,
1: that's the old lady.
2: Yeah, yeah. Olivia Cook as Queen Alicent and Emma Carey as the young Queen Alicent. They were great. Um, yeah. One guy that I yeah, absolutely
1: continuity between those two was really good. it was great.
2: One guy I absolutely hated on the show, but I think it's be- it's a tribute to his acting was the guy uh, Fabian Frankel, who played Sir Kristen Cole.
1: Oh, what a fuck. No. Fuck, I hated that <laughs> he guy. He started out great. He was like, I love this guy. Yeah. And then very quickly, you were like, somebody please fucking murder this guy. <laughs> oh, and the... And please, the, can the we, please get a dragon over here.
2: The the second last episode, like I was hoping the Lord Commander would, you know. But, I, but I've read the book, so I know he's not going to get killed by him, but... But no, they, are, they, they are changing some things, because uh, uh, Lord Commander... Um, oh, what's his name? Hi, is it? No, it's not Hightower. Uh, oh, Sir Straw. Westerling. Uh, Sir, uh, Sir Harold Westerling. Um,
1: the old, he, bald Scottish...
2: Yeah. Mm. S- his character actually dies, like, 10 years earlier than we see on the show. Uh, he, oh, and he just God. died of old age. So the fact that he made it... To, to where he is is a change from the show, or from the book. Which blog.
1: means anything can happen yeah. with his character.
2: So I'm cool with that, because I was like, uh, I like that guy, I, didn't, I don't want him to die too early. And they didn't. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, um, Matthew Needham as Larry Strawn. Man, oh. that guy's a creepy fuck. Old but so, so good. Yeah. yeah, the old club foot. Oh,
1: yeah, that guy. <laughs> man, oh, man, I... At, I really want to watch that guy die, which means he's probably not going
2: <laughs> to No, Of course not. I, I'm, I, I'm not going to give it away. I won't give it away, but um,
3: yeah, I guess, I guess he knows.
2: Yeah. He, he plays the game quite well. And the whole foot thing, I did not see that. That's not from the books. Um, and man, yeah, was that, that, was that, something. was that creepy? Wow. Yep. Um, okay. but in my opinion, I think it's the best show of 2022 and the best new show. Because this was the only show that I was like, I can't wait to see the new episode. Like, I'm so excited. Um, yeah. Whereas other shows, it's oh. like, I can wait a day or two. I don't have to see it right I away. Think, but this one, I was I like, I am not, not going see- on social media till after I see it. Sorry, Ragnar, I, I interrupted you.
1: Sorry, I cut you off. No, um, go ahead. I think, I think Peacemaker was my favorite show of 2022. That was the only show that came out this year, like new show that I was like, this is fucking amazing and I have to watch the next episode no matter what. Honestly, I
2: think that would have been my pick if it hadn't been for House of the Dragon. It, it, it yeah. it's definitely
1: second. But I would really I would say House of the Dragon pick. is in my opinion second best, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um but yeah, like the cast was great.
2: Uh the, the sets were great, the attention to detail. Um Yeah, I, I To me, everything worked. You know, I know uh, there's a few things that people didn't like, um, like the time jumps. Uh, But I think it worked because if we had taken like a whole season to get to certain spots, it would have dragged. Whereas, you know, like, you know, we're telling a story here like we got to get to these, we got to hit these points. And having it all take place in a certain, you know, the same time period doesn't work. Um which was one of the faults of of the rings of power because they like some of the events that are portrayed in that take place thousands of years apart but they brought them all together in the same time period uh, so I'm glad they didn't do that for this show um the Whigs at first kind of bugged me but I got used to them like you know uh the, the uh, f- families from old Valerian like, you know, they're...
3: Yeah, the Valerians, I was like, okay.
1: Like I know lots of people who have that skin color, and are older, and have that hair color, and have dreads, and they don't look like. But, but it got...
3: wasn't even just that. Like some, there was a couple. I think the the daughters of Damon and um, yeah. Lena. They kind of had like this whole nest thing. Going yeah. On. Yeah. it looked like way too much hair, so that was a little bit distracting to me because I was like, "There's no way you have that much hair." But, but maybe it was part of the way their updos are done. I don't know.
2: Well, the the and the, the thing that um that I, I I tell people is like the Valerians and are Valerions sorry, and the Targaryens are are descendants from old Valeria. Um, yeah, and th- and there and that's why like they marry you know brothers marry sisters and aunts marry nephews because they want to keep their bloodlines pure in order to control dragons because their heritage is is also magic based like the you know old, the old Valerians yeah. tamed the dragons through the use of magic so like their their hair being not making sense kind of ties into, well, it's also magic. Like, it ties yeah. into that. Like, that's why, like, like in the original okay. series, um, Daenerys, like, that's why she could go into that, that uh, funeral pyre, you know, with Khal Drogo and the witch, and, like, come out yeah. like, unscathed, right?
1: Because she's got... Well, no, Speaking in, in the, which, the books, in the books, she comes out with all her hair burned yes, off. Yes,
3: she doesn't have any hair mm. left, but,
1: but... But survived.
3: But then how does that fit in with princess lena um getting singed by Vagar, like because shouldn't is it spe- just specific targaryens or or of old valerian blood that have this ability like daenerys had or is that the expectation of all of them
2: see and that and that's the thing that we don't know because like at the beginning of that episode when her and daemon were flying around with their dragons, like her dragon breathed fire, or um, yeah, the big dragon, and then Damon threw, flew through it, and he was like unscathed.
3: He was fine, yeah. yeah.
2: But then at the end of the episode, yeah, uh, Vagar burns her to death, which she wanted, but like I don't yeah. know, maybe, maybe yeah. It's... I would have
1: thought I would have totally accepted that they can step through fire, but not dragon fire. That would have made sense to me.
3: Because mm. dragon
1: fire isn't normal fire.
3: Oh, you're right. But then you had
1: the guy get hit with dragon fire and be fine.
3: Yeah. So that
1: doesn't even hold up. So <laughs> yeah. I don't really understand but, that. It could
3: be a slight like but, butthole, I don't know. But, yeah.
1: But, like, but, yeah, going back to the original series,
2: like, Danny and her brother, Viserys, like, remember, he got burnt, he got burnt to death with a melted...
3: Uh,
1: gold yeah that was that was, that was such an epic death scene a crown for a king uh. yeah <laughs> <Splash>. <laughs> Whew, that was sweet that was so great.
2: like he dies from from hot molten gold but yet daenerys can like chill in a fire uh-huh. you know so i don't know it, it i guess it depends well yeah, molten
1: gold's not fire though
2: that, that is true but i don't know it's all magic that 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 if it doesn't make yeah. sense, it's magic, and if it yeah. and <laughs> it's in, <We> need it, <laughs> and it's ancient magic because there's no way for us to verify it. So, um, so yeah, this this show worked for me on so many levels. Um, Shay, uh, what worked for you with this series?
3: My, you know, there's actually some aspects of this show that and. Well, Ragnar will disagree with me, which is that I think that this show did a better job than Game of Thrones at. So there was character development, but also the sort of intimacy that it gave its viewers in terms of this whole episode is at, you know. Uh,
2: Kings Landing.
3: King's Landing, yeah, and this episode is going to be in Driftmark, and yeah. you know, so it it was a lot less kind of all over the place and and easier to follow for me. Um, even though I had read the Game of Thrones books before I watched the series, mm-hmm. uh, it's just it felt a little bit more character focused, and I thought that actually almost every single character in this show was a very complicated complicated and flawed person, like yes, Damon goes from being an absolute psychopath to being caring and loving, and then also back to psychopath a little bit and uh even the high towers um Alicent yeah. has a huge character development and then also goes back so they they really worked hard at developing like the in-between between between good and evil Mm -hmm. so that you don't even really know who to side with. Like it, I think most people are siding with the blacks and, and whatnot
1: based on this, the, where the show is going, but I'm siding with Matt Smith because he was the best character,
3: (laughs) (laughs) but you really don't get a sense of this side is evil and this side is good. You see flaws in all of them. Mm You see the tragedy behind even just simple miscommunic- miscommunications, with King Viserys dying and saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Thinking he but was you, talking to a different person. But they built that all up in a way that you still empathize with the Greens and why they're doing that and why they feel that they have to. So, I, it wasn't totally like that in Game of Thrones for me. Yep. Like I don't, I don't remember thinking that, you know. Jon Snow was a very gray based character.
1: But but there were some, like Jamie.
3: There were some.
1: Jamie Lannister starts out as this horrible villain. The first time you meet him, he throws a kid out of a tower. And by the end you're fucking rooting for that guy. Yeah, this is And then by season eight you're like oh, that's how he dies? This is stupid. But right yep. up until then, yep. you were rooting for him.
3: Speaking of which, Damon is definitely the new Jamie. <laughs> like, yeah. He represents that character to a T. And I actually, yeah. I was talking to a friend about, um, I don't know if it was the last episode or the second last where he had kind of like <clears throat> choked Rhaenyra.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, that was And on a the lot finale. of people were
3: like, oh, that was so out of character for him. I'm like, no, I feel like it was out of character that he was being you know sweet and loving for a period of time there because we we saw a lot of his true oh, yeah. colors in the first few episodes so
2: yeah and that like that moment like yeah that kind of shocked me but then it's like i realized yeah. because Renara kind of turned into her dad you know like yes by but when she yeah. you know like she had his mentality um, when it came to ruling Whereas Damon yeah, didn't it, have that, Damon
1: is not,
2: he did not agree with his brother. So when she started talking about the prophecy, he's like, he, he, "That like was that, a trigger." That, yeah, the trigger that was a trigger for him, and then that was really him like choking out his brother, not not so much his wife slash niece.
3: Yeah, I I kind of saw it a little bit more like like I think a big part of him looked up to his brother. Um, and kind of felt like he lived in Viserys's shadow. And then when he's finding out, uh, because you'll remember he he had said Viserys, like you you should trust me, you should make me your hand, and he turns yep. it down. So that was that was a blow that he took. Um, and you can tell that he cares a lot about his brother. Um, particularly when he's really sick on his deathbed Mm. and you can just tell like he's upset, he's sad he doesn't want to lose his brother so you know there's still love there and then he comes to find out that his brother is dead and he decides for whatever reason to say that he was murdered by the Greens Um, obviously he wasn't but that's the route he chooses to go so he's all hot-headed and wants to avenge his brother Yep. Um, and then that added little icing on the cake was um, Rhaenyra saying oh but don't you know about this like special prophecy that we're carrying along and he didn't know and I think that was just like the last straw on him feeling like he didn't live up to his to his brother's name yeah. and, and he was never going to be as good as him and um, Cause... yeah I, I think that was just like him taking out his anger on a lot of other things on Rhaenyra in that moment and that, oh, that's yeah. probably not a reflection of their relationship going forward or whatever he just he was very very worked up and he doesn't he doesn't seem to understand how to process emotions so he processes anger because that's what he knows
2: yeah yeah and that was definitely part of it definitely because um like viserys told uh rhaenyra you know like the the king always tells his heir this prophecy yeah and obviously, because Damon didn't know anything about... He was the heir for, like, ten years. Yeah. yeah. And never once did his brother tell him about this, because obviously yeah, his brother never intended him. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. never intended for him to be... to replace him, ever. No. So, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, that was a slap in the face to Damon, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, for such su- such great act. Like, And, I mean, Matt Smith's so amazing, because, like, yeah, when you're talking about the, the love for the bro, you know, the brothers had for each other... That moment when Viserys is, you know, walking up the steps and his crown falls off, and then you see someone pick it up and it's Damon. I was like, oh, yeah. oh my God, that's so awesome! That's you know, such a
1: touching moment. It was. But then at and it the was same, sincere. You didn't, yeah. You didn't get the sense that Damon was doing it for no, for like, oh, everyone will think I'm nice now or some shit like that. No, like, he's no. clearly not. So genuine. It was yeah. genuine, and that was what made that moment so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a great moment. Oh yeah.
2: Um. So uh, where, where were we at before we started? Uh, we're talking about <laughs> what, what what works, right? Um, yeah. So Rag, Ragnar, uh, what what worked for you? Um, that 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 we haven't already mentioned.
1: Well, I thought I thought they did a pretty good job of. C- the world looked the same. But but different in the sense of some things, you know, were called different, some locations we went to. We've seen that we've seen that like Harrenhal, we've seen it in Game of Thrones when it's mm-hmm. all smashed and different, but yeah. seeing it when it was intact and yeah, stuff. That was neat. So I thought they did a good job of that. It felt like Westeros, like it felt like the same world. Um I liked how some things were different, like the King's Guard armor was different, for example. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense to me that, you know, over the years, the armor yeah. would evolve and change as fashion changes and so on. So I, I liked that. The wigs bothered me the entire time. <laughs> um, but the costumes were great. The sets were great. The production values were great. The CGI was better than Game of Thrones, I thought. The dragons, yes. I thought, looked well, better now, than Game of Thrones. There's
3: moments where I I don't agree with that, but yeah. for the most part, I, it wasn't Overall, distracting. I it good. wasn't distracting enough to me to say, oh, they did a bad job with the okay. CGI. I think they did a great job, but I just think that Game of Thrones, in a lot of ways, kind of topped that a little okay.
1: bit. So I, I liked that. Um, I th- I thought it was weird. Like This thing's only set, what is it? Two hundred years before Game yeah, of Thrones about that
2: 172 years before Daenerys was
1: born. So I thought it was weird that some of the great houses had different names. Cause I thought these great houses, in my mind, like they've stood the test of time and they've been, you know, the Starks have been the Starks since forever, and the High Gardens mm-hmm. have been the High Gardens, but actually they used to be the High Towers. Like I I thought that was a bit odd. Well, I'm not um, necessarily against it. I just thought it was odd, but I'm pretty sure that came from the books, which means that was Martin's well, idea. Well, no, the
2: some of them are they're, they're all the same. Like um the high towers come from Old Town. They don't they don't come from Highgarden.
1: Oh, maybe um, I got yeah. that. Maybe the, I got that mixed up.
2: The the Tyrells come from Highgarden. Um so that would be like Marjorie mm-hmm. and Sir Loras. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, they, so the they, houses
1: were all the same. And I, well, I some of them, yeah. some
2: of them do change over time. Like for example, like High Garden used to be, before the conquest, where the gardeners ruled over High Garden, and then oh, Aegon okay. destroyed their family because they wouldn't bend the knee, and then he, right. the, the Tyrells were the stewards of High Garden, so he made them the lords of High Garden. Oh, I see. Um, whereas, okay, well, uh, whereas, maybe, like the maybe Lannisters, I stop
1: mixed up somewhere along the way. Yeah,
2: it it it's pretty faithful. Like the High Towers are still around during Game of Thrones, but they're just not a prominent family. Like they just
1: kind of yeah, hang yeah, out, not a big right?
2: Player.
1: Right, yeah, they're, they're just because there were. Yeah, you're right. There were of the great houses. There were lesser and greater ones. Yeah, like they just kind of hang. And hang there were the ones town. that were created. Like, um, didn't uh, Sir Bronn get to eventually create his own house? Yeah, he. Yeah, he becomes. Oh, yeah. He be, he becomes Lord of High Garden. Oh, that <laughs> which, was, I thought it was his own house. Okay. Which, well, anyways, yeah.
2: Which didn't make a lot of sense to me because it's like I'm sure the Tyrells have extended family that would have <laughs> you know something to say about that, but yeah.
1: Um, um. So, anyways, I I did like that. Um, I thought overall that was pretty good, and it and they changed enough stuff that it felt different, like a different time period, but not so much stuff that it was alien. So I thought that was really well done. And yet um, it was
3: still so coherently part of Game of Thrones. Like there yeah. was no part of, like there was not that disconnect that I got between uh, Rings of Power no, and Lord no. Rings where no, like this doesn't even feel world. like the same world or the same, you know, writing or anything. It, it felt completely the same to me.
1: Yeah. So I, I did like that. Um, I did love hearing the music again. But I wish they had invented a similar but different song.
3: Yeah. But here's the thing: but, the intro, yeah. the intro like video. The video was totally Was different. very good and something that I didn't actually realize was happening. The video was changing yeah. subtly mm-hmm. throughout the series yeah. to yep. reflect what had happened in the recent. Just episodes. like
1: the in Game of Thrones, yeah. it would change to reflect where yeah. the episodes were going to be set.
3: Yeah, and I, I personally like I love that intro music so much. Well, I think that I was. I was ecstatic that they kept it. I have a
1: feeling that they tried to, I have a feeling that they composed a new song. Well, probably. And when they showed it to test audiences, it tested better with the old song. Yeah. I have a feeling that that's what happened, that that mm-hmm. wasn't their original choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, that's just me. I would have loved a different song that was just as good because I love that song,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but I would have loved another song that I like as much as that song. And perhaps that was just too much to ask.
3: Well, maybe because look at what Rings of Power did. Like they used the same writer for their intro, and it was disappointing and lackluster. And yeah, so that could have happened, and that would have been a huge risk for them because here they are trying—they are directly trying to make this like closely tied. to Game of Thrones, because they want to redeem that series.
1: So now I think that any time they do a Game of Thrones spin-off, because I'm pretty sure, besides the Jon Snow thing, there's going to be other ones. Yeah. They're going to have to use the same music and everyone, just a different different video with the same music. I think that's going to be the thing now. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, that was all good. I liked all of that. Um, There were times, and I didn't read the book, but there were times... When I thought the episodes were a tiny bit dry and could have used a bit more action, however, I feel that season two is probably going to give me that. Oh yeah. More so than season did. Yeah.
3: Oh, it will. Season one was just a a build up. Season one feels very much just like here's the
1: world and here's the characters. Season two is going to be like now we wound them up and let them go. But yeah. the
3: thing is, I didn't feel like it was a build-up season. I felt like it was entirely rounded and whole on its own because yep. I they put so much time and care into each of those characters and their, like... Even, like, the kids growing up in the little... The way they did the, the time skip, I thought was good because it yeah. gave us insight as to the upbringing of all of those cousins and then kind of the type of men they became later on. But I was... <laughs> Sidebar, I'm a little confused by the actors of the sons Aegon and Aemond, um, Alicent's sons, mm-hmm. because child Aemond looks like older Aegon, yeah. and child Aegon looks like older Aemond. I,
1: I'm not going to lie, I couldn't keep any of their names fucking Oh, it straight. took
3: me... I had to do a I little of I had to be like, eyepatch
1: guy, and oh, that guy, and girl with funny hair. Like, I couldn't keep... Any other fucking name straight,
3: and that that is a flaw of theirs that they keep such similar names yeah, and the they names use were all so many names, so fucking
1: similar. I couldn't yeah. keep any of the names straight. Anyway, um, all right. So well, anyways, that's all. That's stuff that worked for me that I thought was
2: good. Okay. Well, well, let's roll into what didn't work. Um, yeah. The the names. Uh, yeah. Like I said, like uh, I read the books. Like the Targaryens have this tradition of reusing names a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like by the time we get and, to and when
1: you're j- reading the book, it's easy to be like, "Oh, Amon and Amon. Okay, no problem." Yeah, but, but once you start hearing them say it out loud, it's it's really easy to get confused.
2: Because right now, um, actually on the show, there's two Aegons. Like, there's yes. King Aegon, and then Rhaenyra has her youngest son, who is Aegon. As well, mm-hmm. our second—no, sorry, second youngest son.
1: But and none of these characters survive into Game of Thrones, right? We're still way too far ahead. Oh yeah, we're from way them. Yeah, yeah.
2: what are yeah, y- all long. F- fingers crossed! I'm hoping we see the Red Woman because she would still she would be alive during this time.
1: Oh, she could be oh. still alive. Yeah, that's
2: so, true. Melisandre.
1: Uh, Melisandre. Yeah. Melisandre
2: or survive. or that other late the other priestess lady that we met who we only seen in that one scene with Varus and Tyrion.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I would love yeah, to that's see her. Point.
1: I think still alive. That'd be cool.
2: Or, or um, the the lady with the mask from season two, uh, Quaithe, I think her name is. Because um, in the book, she plays a bigger part, but she, she never made it past season two on the show of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. So I'd love sure, like bro. to see her show up, maybe. Um, but anyway, uh, f- for what didn't work, um. I kind I kind of agree with you, Ragnar, about the the use of the original series theme music. But I'm 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 totally getting what Shay is saying, though. Like when she puts it in that perspective, it's like, okay, you know, yeah, you should have some sort of you know branch between the two series to let you know that, um, yeah. you know, the, this is the theme
1: song is a great branch. And I'm not going to lie; every time the show comes on and that theme song comes on, I get <laughs> excited. So it works. Like if I walk into a room and hear that song, I'm going to watch what's on the screen, no yes. matter what. <clears throat> yeah. So I, yep. I'm not trying to diss it in any way. I'm just saying I would have loved another new song that was as good as that. Yeah.
2: Like at, at first, I found it jarring, but yes. I, it it works now for for me. Um, so there's a character in the book because uh, the book Fire and Blood is written as like testimonials from three different perspectives on the this history of the Targaryens. So one of the people that they base, you know, their information on is a, is a character named mushroom and mushroom was like the, the court jester. Uh, he was a, he was a dwarf and, but you know, the court, everyone thought mushroom was like slow. So, you know, they would like say things in front of mushroom thinking that he didn't understand Mm -hmm. what they were saying but he totally did understand what they were saying, and he was writing things down and selling the information and, and that sort of thing. Um, so in the book, you know, there's this character Mushroom, and it sounds like some of the things he gets up to is hilarious, but we didn't see him on the show. So I'm I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we get to see Mushroom in season two. Um,
3: I, I wonder if they're worried that viewers would, if, who hadn't read the books would view that as a Tyrion replacement.
2: Yeah. And, know. and honestly, that's probably why he was written, um, into, yeah. into fire and blood because he came out, you know, fire and blood came after, but cause there was yeah. a, a, a character, a dwarf in the episode where Rhaenyra gets married to her, for, to Laenar, And you see him like playing drums or something at the, at the, yeah. at yeah. the feast. I was like, maybe right. that's mushroom. Maybe we'll see more of him, but we don't we don't see him, so uh-huh. um, I'm hoping that character shows up.
1: Yeah, he could he could still show up or a different character with the same name and appearance could still show up.
2: Yep. Um <laughs> Oh bless you. Um so another thing that didn't work for me, um was certain characters not aging up. Um so as time goes on, you know characters get older and so on and so forth. You know they recast Rhaenyra, they recast uh, Queen Alicent. Um, like Damon I can I can kind of get behind like why he doesn't look older because you know he's clear clearly takes care of himself. He's you know very physically active. Um, plus he's also a Targaryen, so you know I, I give I give you know them a pass. Him and and Corlys. Because they literally don't look any different from episode one to episode ten. Uh,
1: his hair, his hairstyle did change.
2: Yeah, he cut it short, and then like <laughs> the next episode, yeah. it was long again. Um, but I mean, that was like six years later or whatever. Um, so I, I get it, you know. Like, you know, like I, I buy that they're you know from old Valerian descent, so maybe they age slower. So I'll give them that, um, but. Uh, Sir Kristen Cole, like you could put some gray streaks in that guy's hair. Like, there's no way he looks. Oh yeah, you know that that like that. Like
1: yeah, in episode the Dorn- one, the Dornish aren't famous for not aging.
2: So. Yeah, like episode one, you got to figure he's around twenty. So episode by episode ten, he's got to be like 41, 42, Because it's like 21, 22 years later. Yeah, you know at least give him a few grays because you know like there's. He has to have aged. Same with Otto. Like, Otto doesn't really age that much. That's true. I
1: thought, no, I thought the very last episode, I thought he did look older. He, he, oh, no. but it was very subtle. Yeah, it was. It was.
2: Um, but I, I felt it should have been a little bit more pronounced. Cause you, cause you gotta figure, like, episode one, Otto was probably in his 40s. Now he's in his 60s. Yeah. Like, he should be a yeah. little it, older. It was,
1: you're right. It should have aged him a bit more. Uh, I also thought.
3: I thought Alicent was, she just stayed the same for me.
1: Yeah, but they, they recast it, but...
3: Yeah, I know. But, like, even Rhaenyra is believable as, like, middle-aged. Yeah. But yeah. Alicent, to me, still looks like she's 22 and she's got grown kids. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Yeah, yeah
2: like, right. yeah, You're she right. looks, like, the same age as her kids. Yeah, like... Right. Some,
1: some of the actors were aged inconsistently compared to others. yeah. Um Yeah. And and another An patch kick is supposed to be like sixteen and he looks like he's thirty. <laughs> yeah. But he's cool though. Like like I he gets a pass oh, for me. We like oh, it. Oh yeah. He's just not believable as sixteen. No. Yeah.
2: Um but another thing that uh uh didn't quite work for me, um like Kristen Cole. Like yeah, I know he's an asshole and everything, but the guy literally commits murder twice in the show, and like nothing happens to him.
3: Yeah, it doesn't get any negative consequences. But I guess he's he's kind of the queen's pet in a way. Yeah,
1: she's protecting him. Yeah, I, I guess. The but he turns on like, him, or like, he's he in any way, his head would be on a spike. Oh, like for sure. Like when
2: when he killed Lainor's lover, in the in the room there. Um, yeah.
1: I'm, like, I'm still uh, surprised that he didn't face any real consequences. Yeah,
2: because, like. Was like,
1: it,
3: his lover of any significance, or was he just like. No, he was just a
2: lover. Well, because yeah, in, in, in that. He wasn't idle. Well, in that episode, he was, like, trying to blackmail um, Sir Kristen, you know, saying, well, you know, you keep our secret, we'll right. keep your secret. Because he figured out that Kristen had, had banged Rhaenyra. um Yeah. But in the book. Because, like, in the book, like, their wedding uh, festival took, like, seven days, and they had a, a, a jousting tournament, and that's where Sir Kristen kills Joffrey, because he, you know, he puts his his spike to his neck or something, um, or yeah. his pole, and, like, it's pretty obvious, like, he intended to kill him, but they can't prove it, that you know, because he just says, oops, and it's a tournament, right. and people die in it, you know... Or, no, yeah, actually, yeah, maybe, maybe they were, maybe they're fighting in combat. Yeah, actually, I think that's what it was. Is he killed him with his Morningstar? Um, oh. But they were, but it's combat, you know. So he gets a pass. But like this is a, literally a wedding reception, and he just—he's <laughs> he, supposed to be a Kingsguard. He's supposed to be protecting people, not killing them.
1: Yeah, like like
2: the like when he killed uh, Lord Beesbury. I was like, okay, you know, like, they're all conspirators. Beesbury would have been, like, a thorn in their side, so, you know, I could see them looking the other way with him, but killing Lenor's lover, I, I just didn't buy that. Like, you know, but anyway,
1: uh, that's kind of it. Other than that... Every- and Lenor's still alive, right? Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> we saw him oh, sailing away. Yeah. So yeah. He could come back and... Oh, some, and you know he will. Some wrinkles later.
3: You
1: know he will. Well, in the book, he doesn't. Um oh.
2: well, but, but, I mean, they changed it up. Doesn't because doesn't
0: mean he won't
2: be. Yeah, so, speaking of some of the changes, like, yeah, in the book, it, it's Lainor dies. Um, and, oh. you know, oh, uh, yes. Rhaenyra yeah, pretty- and Damon are suspected. Uh, but... Obviously, I like how they changed it for the show because, you know, they still made it look like he died, but they're giving him his freedom yeah. at the same time. So that was cool. Yeah, so he
1: could still, show up and create trouble yeah.
2: later on. So, yeah, he could, he, he could
3: potentially been, show up. Is he not now the heir to Driftmark as well? Like the, shouldn't he? Yeah, if
1: he came back, if he was still alive, yeah, yeah. he he would have been. Um, so I
3: have a feeling he'll come back to reclaim that throne at some point. Ah,
1: uh, but Lord. Well, Corliss... Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Corliss
2: does live for a while. Okay. Like, he's not... Unless they change it for the show, but I don't think they will. Um,
0: Okay.
2: But, anyway... um, Yeah. So, anyway, we're talking about what didn't work. So, Shay, is there anything that didn't work for you? Anything... Any little nitpicking things that stand out?
3: Uh, I mean, I'm sure all of us can agree on the scene where um, Rainy busts through the floor. Oh, in yeah. yeah. I, like, no, I know we're going to talk about this for a while because... <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. she had the opportunity to prevent any sort of war by killing them on the spot, but she chose not to and flew away. And I've done a lot of deep diving into why they chose to do that, and I suppose I understand. And there would not be a story to tell if she had done that, um, but it it doesn't totally make sense. Like I don't feel like that totally fits her character to me. I guess I don't know. It, it felt yeah. kind of well, odd. It
1: felt it. You felt
2: robbed.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I remember yeah. that um, Ragnar actually texted me after he seen that, and <laughs> was like, "Why didn't she end it?" Um, so there's a, f- a few thoughts on this. Uh, one, like when Allison stepped in front of of Aegon, it was one mm-hmm. mother looking at another mother, right? Like, do I kill yes. this mother and her children? And then Rainy says herself in the next episode on the finale, it was, "It's not my war to start." And yeah, then so she
3: seems to not want to be responsible yeah, for that. first. Yeah, she and, could have ended the whole war then and, and there, but it's still well, and have then, been a first move of war on her yeah, part.
2: Yeah. And then she also establishes in the finale that, uh, because like when they're, you know, naming off the, their, their allies and she's like, well, we, we have to wait and for my husband because he will decide who our family sides yes. with. I can't remember the exact wording, but she basically says like, he does come back and
1: say we're on your side.
2: Yeah. And and she does build a respect for Anira after she sees how she's ruling. She's like, yeah, she's the better of the two options at this point. Because you got to remember, also, um, she up until um, the season finale, she thought that Rainiera had a hand in murdering her son. Uh-huh. So it's. You know, she's like, do I do Rhaenyra this, or uh, Rhaenyra's, or, eh, I'm confusing the the name. Do I do her this, this solid by killing her enemies, or do I let her enemies kill her? You right. know, so.
3: She also, I don't think it had a chance to talk to Corlys yet. Yeah. About the fact that his brother was murdered by Daemon.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and there's that too.
3: And that could, that could have changed their you know, loyalty to the target. Oh yeah, you're right. There. So it's possible he did, that he did cut that
1: guy's head in half.
3: And we are, yeah, we are also, this is definitely a patriarchy. Yep. So maybe, maybe she just didn't feel like she had the authority to make those calls and that she needed to consult with her husband.
2: And one, one thing that, um, where I felt, re- I feel really sorry for, the common people, because in that episode, the like the right? penultimate episode, oh, like they like kills a bunch there. of them. Well, well, hundreds would. Well, would have
1: not been not, injured or died
2: that not just that, but they weren't necessarily loyal to the Greens. Like they were literally herded into the dragon pit by the so, by the gold cloaks. Like they yeah. they're just people on the street, you know, going about their day, and they're like, "Hey, you got to yeah. go down there now." Or we're gonna and kill you. And what
3: choice you. would they have? Like yeah. these people have yeah. dragons. You can't just be like, no, we're actually gonna side with someone who's not actually here to protect us.
2: Yeah. So the, and then and then yeah, Rhaenyra's uh, Rain- uh, or Re- am I get no, Rhaenys. Rhaenys. Rhaenys <laughs> comes through the floor and her dragon's like waving its tail, killing all these people. And I'm yeah. like, wow, like that's that's pretty cruel. But then. I, I, I was watching this YouTube video and I was reminded. T- Targaryens don't see themselves as regular people, and they're and they're not, so they really don't have any love for the little people. Like they don't care. Like to them, they're no, like like cattle. Is. Like you know, yeah.
3: Even when even when they tried to like fake killing off, uh, Lainor, they just killed some dude. Yeah, and, some and servant used his guy. Body. And I'm like, why do you not care about that guy?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. yeah, dude's just going about his business, and then he gets his neck snapped and thrown into a fire. Yeah, like that. Like they just don't see themselves as regular people, so they don't care. And also,
3: there's the issue. There's the issue of the dragons as well. And Vagar, her dragon, is one of the oldest, most powerful, biggest dragons. Yeah. And as we have learned based on the last episode and in Viserys's words, King Viserys, he was like, the fact that we, you think that we control our dragons, but it's all an illusion, and that is, they really hammered that home with the yeah. last scenes, and so in my head, I'm like, did Vagar killing those people have anything to do with Rhaenys? Oh, because, yeah. because she's she wasn't there commanding vagar to do that so in my head i'm kind of like they do what they're gonna do and that's what all the targaryens accept like oh yeah yeah, sometimes (laughs) sometimes Sometimes innocent bystanders get killed and that's fine because they don't matter so
2: well plus we and we don't really know what was happening below either like she could have like there could have been like guards and stuff trying to get at her
3: yes
0: and
2: she had to get out of there like now otherwise Mm -hmm. she would have been killed yeah so yeah But uh, uh, what are we we on now? Um,
1: (laughs) We were talking about things that didn't work.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. So, Shade, uh, was there anything else that didn't work for you?
3: I don't think so. All
2: right. Uh, And Ragnar. Awesome. Ragnar, what what didn't
1: work for you? Well, I think we pretty much covered the things that, that bothered me. The wigs were a big one. I couldn't keep anyone's name straight. Mm-hmm. there were a lot of people to keep track of who looked similar and had similar sounding names. So that didn't make it any easier. And some of the characters aged very believably and some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely some inconsistencies there. Um, But overall, no, no overall. I have, these are kind of minor nitpicks really.
2: Yeah. And, uh, I- um, overall, yeah, like it. Like I was just thinking, like when it comes to newer television, I rarely want to go back and rewatch something. And this is one series I want to, like, I'm
1: definitely watching well, definitely season definitely one. Yeah. Be rewatching this series. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but so I had a, I had a question for you. Okay. Was the was King Viserys, was he supposed to have leprosy? Yes. Yes. It's
3: leprosy, or was yeah. it? Or was it
1: supposed to be? What was that? The one they had in Game of Thrones? Grayscale? Grayscale. No, it's not that. What, it was supposed to be leprosy? Yeah. yeah.
3: I don't think they clearly define that in any of the books, but just from a medical standpoint, that is what's happening.
1: Well, yeah, because... It was cool and gross. Cause I in just the... wasn't sure if, that was, if it was supposed to be the the grayscale that eventually turns you into, like, a stone man. <laughs> no. Well, I think... Um, so
2: part of it, too, was... Uh, um, Infections he was getting from the throne. Um, yes. Because, like, there's Oh, those... and I loved, the, and I loved how
1: that. the throne had that, you know, went all the way down the stairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely. Because when they tra- talked about the throne before and they said it was made from all these swords, you're like, well, the throne's not big enough to contain that <laughs> many swords. Yeah. So that was really cool seeing the spread of all the swords going down the aisles. Mm-hmm. That was sweet.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how they tried to. And, you know, make it look more like the books, but at the same time also looking like Game of Thrones. Because yeah, you it was then, the
1: same. The chair was the same. They just added all those other parts, which mm-hmm. over time could be removed, right? Well, yeah, because,
2: like, I know, like, someone, it's like, I seen a comment somewhere where someone was like, well, what happened to all these swords that were around the throne, that were on the steps? And it would totally make sense that King Robert would have them removed when he came to power. Absolutely. Because, it, one, yeah. it's a reminder of the Targaryens, and two, the guy was drunk all the time. So he could like like stumble and <laughs> yeah, literally stab drunk, himself to death. Poked
1: himself on one and that was it, get those things out of here. Yeah. And they're probably down in a in a basement somewhere near some of the dragon and, skeleton or something. Yeah.
2: And even the throne itself is uh, like the main throne is a li- you know, it's a little bit more wild in this series, but it would totally make sense that at some point someone would get like the sharp blades f- filed down. You know, just to make right. it a little bit more comfortable for them to sit in, because Aegon, his original intention when he created that throne was like, his thought was, no king should be should feel comfortable, uh, you know, sitting with yeah, power. The whole point. Yeah, but like I, I got, said, over I got time, the
3: impression, yeah. Sorry, I got the impression that they are that Targaryens were proud of the fact. That they had like an actual dangerous throne. Like I think that was a power move for them or something.
2: Yes, for some. Yeah, some of them it was. Some of them because there was like this uh, curse that they call it the curse of the throne. Like if a, if the throne felt the ruler was unworthy, they would cut themselves on the throne. So that's oh, why oh, like some people looked at Viserys because he kept cutting himself that he wasn't right, worthy to sit on the throne.
1: Whereas King Joffrey in Game of Thrones
2: cut himself on it? I think he did. Maybe in the books, but I don't think on the show. I don't remember. I don't think on the show. I
1: think in the books he cut himself on it.
2: But if you'll notice, um, uh, the way Daemon sits on the throne, like that one scene where he gets to sit on the throne, uh, he's sitting like the opposite way that Viserys sits. Like he's sitting to his right, whereas Viserys sits to his left, and Viserys is the one that cuts himself, and Daemon doesn't. So it, yeah. it's like the throne is saying, like, Damon is actually supposed to be, rule, if
1: you believe it in the curse. Yep. Even though Viserys was clearly a wonderful king because he kept the realm at peace for so fucking oh, long. Oh, he
3: did. I mean, the yep. second he died, it went, went to turmoil. It went, but...
2: went to
1: instant turmoil.
2: Um, but one thing I wanted to add is I love the little details that they threw in to the show that aren't in the books. Like, one, the prophecy that we get at the end of episode one, that is not in the books. And again, the book is, the book is written from an accounting of three different people. So they wouldn't have been privy to that information.
0: Yeah, so, true. yeah. so
2: I love that that was added in and it totally like, in my mind, it, it, it puts a different spin on it. Like the reason why Aegon conquered the, the seven kingdoms is because he knew he had a vision of this threat in the North and he knew that the that the kingdoms yeah. had to be united, otherwise the world of man would be destroyed. And that, that is so wicked because, you know, like then, you know, several generations later we see Danny and John uniting, you know, yeah. the, the realm against against the Night King. Um like I, I just love that that attention to detail. And and, not, and another thing with the pilot episode is I love how, like, the people of King's Landing are just going about their business while a dragon's flying overhead and nobody looks up. Like, they're just yeah. so used <laughs> so to it. so
1: commonplace, they don't even ban an
2: eye anymore. Yeah,
3: yeah they, they really are hammering that point in that, like, once upon a time, dragons were completely normal, people were used to them, they yep. were around, and then they go to being almost like folklore.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah. by the time of Game of Thrones, it's, yeah. we know that they were real because we have their skeletons... And and there are some of our elders who have seen a real one, but they're not around anymore, and we don't you know we don't really know. Like yeah, it's kind of folklore-y. But
3: now we get to find out what happened to them. Yeah,
1: because by like by the time of the Mad King, there were still dragons, right? But they were like little chicken-sized things that were all mutated. No, I think
2: I, I I, I think they were done by the Mad King, like. Um, Was it
1: for him that they were done? Because I remember yeah. one of the books they talked about. You know, the last dragons we had, they were all weird and mutated. and yep. they were really small and and very sad.
3: My assumption is we see the extinction of these dragons in this war. No, I'm come pretty in confident we're going to see them. Like I think there's going to be a down. lot of tragic moments where these dragons are dying off because they're fighting each other. And they made yeah. they commented on that. They were like, oh well, we have more dragons than they do. Yep. And so we know that the dragons are going to play a heavy role in the battle scenes, yep. but we also now know that the dragons are unpredictable. And when they feel uh, like their lives are in danger from other dragons, they will fight and kill. So, yeah,
2: and that, and again, another change I loved in this series was right at the end when um, uh, uh, Aemon and Vagar kill uh, Chit. Just Jace, Luke. or is it Luke? Yeah, L- it
3: was Luke Harris. I think it was Luke and uh, Ericks. Is how you say the trigger thing. Erax or something. Eriks. Yeah,
2: but yeah, I, Luke and Ericks. Like, I love how because in the book it basically says like he just wanted revenge, so he killed it. You know, he he killed his, I love his That
1: wasn't the case. Yeah, he he was he, was he was just, was just trying to scare him. him. when he did it, and he was just like,
2: "No, oh,
1: yeah, there's no coming." this one. Yeah, I they, fucked they, up. very <laughs> really careful.
3: Like, they've obviously made that uh, Amond character as, like, very sly and dark and conniving, but they were careful to not completely villainize him, because... He, I don't see him as the villain after that. He was legitimately just trying to give a scare to Luke. That yeah. was it. Like, yeah, he
1: wanted the scare.
3: And he was shocked. Yeah. He was shocked that Vagar did that. I think that was him finding out that he doesn't have control but of But also, like,
1: he would have thought dragons were essentially invulnerable. Yeah. Because at that time, there's no accounts of dragons being killed. No. There's no accounts of dragons fighting dragons like he would have thought they were all invulnerable and he would have no idea that one dragon would just tear another one apart. Yep.
3: And it wasn't just Vagar, it was Arax as well. Yeah. Um hit Vagar with fire. Yeah. Yep. And didn't want him to do that. He was like, "No. Yeah, don't
2: do it. Don't do it." <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love I, yeah. This the series has such amazing attention to
1: detail. I love all those little Nuances. Yeah. Unlike Rings of Power, which <laughs> yep. one of our main complaints about is the severe lack of detail.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like it. It. This feels like a real world. Um. It does. E- even though it's fantasy, whereas Rings of Power, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a fleshed out world. Like no.
1: Middle Earth in Lord in Peter Jackson's yep. movie did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt like a real world. Like you. Yep. You know, you believe that those hobbits were farming and feasting, and you believed all that stuff. Yep. And when you see the the Harfoots in Rings of Power, you don't really believe them, you know? And they're they're some of the better parts of that show, Mm -hmm. and they're still not fully believable. Yep. Absolutely.
2: Um, All right. Well, I think we're getting close to the end of the episode. Uh, Before we go, uh, let's... uh, is there anything else you want to throw out there before we call this an episode in regards to these shows? Um, season, you know, what What do you want to see in Season 2? i I'm, de- You know, of course, we're going to see um, some awesome dragon action. I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
1: And probably um, some more <clears throat> probably violence and murder.
2: Well, and I mean this, uh, like in the last couple episodes, last three episodes, they definitely kind of established that there's something going on, like... Amond has a respect for his uncle, Damon, and they're very similar. So, I'm looking yeah, for yeah. And I'm, see, I, it,
1: it won't shock me if Damon is isn't on Rhaenyra's side, but is in fact on his own side. And it won't shock me if he betrays her or joins the other side or does some unexpected shit. Because I. I think he's on his own side. Yeah, that's. I don't think he's on Rhaenyra's side. I think he's on his own side. Well, I I would not trust. I would not fully trust him. I
2: will say, Rhaenyra will have some betrayal going forward. I won't say who, but there is betrayal in her future, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
2: Um, but I'm another thing with season two like that. I'm looking forward to, is uh, we're gonna we're going to go back to winterfell and we're going to see yeah, I figure,
1: uh, I figure season 2 episode 1 starts with winterfell
2: with yeah. the other kid
1: showing up on his dragon at winterfell because yeah. he does that's how
2: it he does spend some time there in the book because yeah. like the thing is like the north isn't going winterfell to Winterfell does have a dragon roost they they mention that in in the show and the books and in I think in the book it also says that they're gifted some dragon eggs But that's kinda like speculation, they like they don't actually know, so maybe that could they could work that into the Jon Snow series, maybe. Um but anyway, um because like winter's coming for the North, like they like basically they can't go to war right away. Um like they're gonna side with Renira, but they have to get ready for winter first. Otherwise, right?
1: And, and in this world, winter can last like more than years. a few months. It can last years. Years. Yeah. So. so winter's coming can mean like we're out of action for a long time.
2: Like yeah, yeah like the the Long Night. They said that it was a, a winter that lasted an entire generation. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean that doesn't happen here. But I mean it is it is it, it is going to be a hard winter coming. So they have to get their yeah. crops. Like, all the men have to stay there to get their crops in and stuff first before they go to war. So, yeah. we're, in, you know, I don't think we're going to be seeing the North joining the war this, in Season 2, but we will see Winterfell and we will meet them. And I think, yeah. he, uh, is it Jace? Jace went up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he, and he spends some time, he will spend some time there. Um. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, oh
1: yeah, that'll be
2: exciting. And I think we're going to see some other locations as well. Like I'm pretty sure we're going to see Old Town, which we did see in the in the series. But that's the seat of power for the High Towers. So you know, I think we're going to see that. We're going to okay. see more Heron and and the Vale and all that kind of stuff. So um,
3: I enjoyed I enjoyed the like reveal of Storm's End.
2: Yeah, yeah in finally. The yeah.
0: when
3: Luke arrives, and then you see Vagar in the distance lit up by the light. Yeah, that, that was sweet. That was probably one of my favorite scenes of the entire season, but and I, and honestly, if I was that kid, I would have just hightailed it out of there the second oh, yeah. I saw Vagar. But... The second
1: I saw Vegar I'm like, oh, this kid ain't coming home. But
3: he was an impressionable child who, just before that, had a very like motivational speech from his mother yeah. about how you earn your place. Yeah. And he probably thought, well, this is this is my opportunity. This is how I do that. Yeah, this is how I do that. And that was that was a mistake. But well, his heart was it, in the right place.
2: Well, one thing that they talk about in the books, and it is mentioned in Game of Thrones. Because uh, I think Brand talks about it is what they call guest rights, where when you yeah. when you visit someplace as Maybe
1: a right of and you're supposedly safe. Yes,
2: yeah, like I they will them. not bring you harm. So that's why like Boris Baratheon was like, not in my hall. Like when when Amon wanted yeah. to fight him, uh, yeah. he's like he came here as an as a envoy and you know escorted him back to his dragon. He wasn't against aiming like, killing him or doing whatever, but, like, not no, in my place. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: he so, was pretty clear, like, I ain't on your side, but you're not getting murdered in front of me.
2: Yeah. So, like, he, you know, the, the kid thought he was safe, right? And he was, yeah. technically. But as soon as he flew, flew off, like, it was, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Shay, uh, what, what do you want to see in Season 2? Or what are you hoping to see with Season 2?
3: Oh, boy. I, I'm i interested in the further character progression that's going to happen because, as I said, it really bounces back and forth with a lot of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and you don't know who to villainize yet. And so I'm, I'm curious what the war is going to open up in these characters and how they're going to evolve and change to it. Um, especially now because um, the first moves towards war have happened. Mm-hmm. Like... Rhaenyra now has a deceased child and Eamon is going to hightail it back home with his tail between his legs and tell Mummy that he made a mistake, and I am curious what her reaction to that is going to be. I suspect horror, <laughs> but you never know. Maybe she'll change and become the villain. I don't know. It's very possible, because you've seen moments of that in her, where she, like when she went psycho and like took a knife to Rhaenyra and mm-hmm. so... I think that's possible in her, um, and also, I I found myself, nobody's really been talking about this, but I found myself really intrigued with the dragons,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, especially with the development of them having, they seemingly have, like individual personalities and preferences and reactions to things. So I'm curious how they're going to be utilized as a weapon in this war when they are seemingly not really controllable, and where where that's going to lead. Because in, in Game of Thrones,
1: da- Daenerys's dragons, mm-hmm. in particular, Rhaegon, I think his name was? The black one that she personally wrote all the time? It uh, seemed Drogon. like whenever she... Drogon. Yeah, Drogon. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like whatever she told Drogon to do, Drogon did. Yeah. And it, you very much had the sense of, like, this isn't a wild creature. No. This is, like, an extension of Daenerys.
3: I'm all, and honestly, we're not getting
1: that sense in House of the Dragon. We're getting way more, like, no, the dragons are kind of their own thing, and we can,
3: yeah. we can kind
1: of nudge them, but at the end of the yeah. day, they kind of do what they want.
3: I'm starting to think. That there's a variation in those talents and skills within the Targaryens. Yeah. That Daenerys might be quite exceptional. Like, she might be some sort of prodigy, and that's how she's able to walk through fire and birth these dragon eggs and get them to do anything that she wants. Um, Yeah. Because there might be something very special about her specifically, but we were wrong maybe wrongfully assuming that because we had no other experience to Targaryens and their dragons. Yeah. I think we were wrongfully assuming that that is just all of their relationship with dragons. And that's why I'm fascinated with the dragons now, because I'm finding out, no, this is not the case. Daenerys is probably very unique.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
3: the dragons, um, seemingly act on their own accord. And I think that that is going to become, uh, a bigger deal, I guess. I think we're going to see more of that in these wars to come.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm interested to see dragons fighting as well as humans fighting them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That was one of my complaints about the later seasons of Game of Thrones when they built a giant crossbow to kill dragons. I thought that was kind of lame. Yeah. I was disappointed that that would even work. Yeah.
3: I feel like only dragons could kill dragons at this point. Like...
1: Yeah, that's sort of what I wanted to see, was only only dragons could kill them. And even then it was like, maybe they just don't even fight each other.
3: Also, I like... So I'm a reptile person, Chris. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So I understand their behavior and and whatnot. Um, But I couldn't help but notice in the last episode of Game of Thrones Season 8, that um, was a Drogon, I guess, was when Daenerys was dead he was kind of, like, nudging her and expressing, like, mourning, I guess, mm-hmm. or that he was upset or acknowledging that she was dead. And then we flash back to Lena and Vegar and she just has to, like, scream at him a few times to kill her, and he does. Yeah. And then he doesn't really care after that. He's kind of like, well, that sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: And I feel like that's more true to reptiles. Like, reptiles don't really tend to... Bond in that way, where they're like they would mourn the loss of a human, yeah. Um, so I find that a little bit more accurate, but and maybe that is going to be a slight, uh, like it doesn't quite add up to Game of Thrones, or maybe there's again just something very special about Daenerys. Well,
1: and also remember that in this period of time they have actual dragon trainers and handlers. Yes. So there could be be things with the dragons that we haven't seen yet, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Daenerys didn't have that. She kind of just figured it out, and really, she didn't really do anything. The dragons kind of just did it on their own. mm -hmm. So it's entirely possible that there's moves and things with the dragons that we haven't even seen yet that they could throw at us later. Oh, I think it's going to happen. Right. But yeah. I will commend
3: them for making a show called House of the Dragon and not have the dragons take away from the storyline you know, of the show. They weren't they weren't like a main focus at all. They were kind of just sprinkled in here and yeah. there.
1: Yeah, many important episodes that they're not even in. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: And there's lots of questions we have about them that are still not really getting answered in any way. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, one detail I love that they added to this series was the the saddles that they use for the dragons.
3: Yeah.
0: Because
2: that's something that always bugged me about Daenerys. It's like, why not you guys I make don't, a
3: saddle? No you can hold on without one.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Even when you're just watching Amund get on Vegar for the first time, and you can actually see how difficult yeah. it mm-hmm. is to hold on to something that's flying up and down and at those speeds. I mean, I'm not getting into detail about you. You would absolutely need protection for your eyes, and you'd be frozen up there, and all yeah. those kind of little... They wanna. They're looking past that. It seems. So I guess I shouldn't nitpick it. Well, maybe
1: the dragons and would emit enough body heat that you wouldn't be. Fed.
3: That no. is possible
1: too. Think yeah. That they essentially spew molten lava. <laughs>
3: I guess, but if you you have like winds that high at high altitude hitting your
1: eyeballs,
3: (laughs) you wouldn't be able to see anything. You would need some
1: kind of goggles or something. Yeah, you would. You
3: absolutely would. It would be like flying a plane, but just like out in the open. Like, how would you even breathe? You can't breathe with winds that high. That is. But I'm choosing to ignore that because it's really cool. Dragons are cool, and I am enjoying the story.
2: Excellent. And Ragnar, what are you looking forward to seeing in season
1: two? Well, I I just would like a little bit more action, a little bit, a little it's bit, gonna happen. a little bit more murder, a little bit more action. Um, I found season one a bit slow at times, and I I'm not saying that as a criticism because I understand the importance of it. That mm-hmm. like, you know, wouldn't mind it some more murder and action. Yep. Um. Well, I'm pretty excited, and because I haven't read the book, same with season one, I'm not going into it with those expectations and now that i know that they're redeeming the franchise i'm genuinely excited for season two even though that's what a year or two away
2: yeah and i I should point out like like i keep saying that you know it's based on this book and it is but it's like halfway through the book so there's still a lot of stuff that like previous to this that is not in the show like Aegon's conquest um, you know, the war, yeah. you know, with Dorne, um, Megor the cruel, um, like there's a lot that, you know, they could go back to if they want and, and going forward, like there's, you know, like I said, this 172 years, the start of this 172 years before I don't Daenerys, know about you, but I'd
1: still, so. love, I'd still love to see a show about Robert's rebellion, Oh, absolutely! I think We've that. We've seen the backstory and we got the highlights, but I'd sure love to see the whole thing. Oh, absolutely! That would be sweet. Absolutely! Um, King Robert Warhammer smashing people's chests in—that sounds awesome.
2: Yep. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more that they can. You that feel they can you know, him as
1: like at the fat drunk, but he, he was, was you know... apparently a ferocious warrior.
3: Do you think this series will get to the point of the Mad King and like? jamie lannister killing him no you don't think so because i i really want to know about the mad king i want to know exactly how, how it broke down and what I, happened and his character yeah. development
1: i think we did we did see him in one of the seasons right but only in like a scene
3: yeah there was a flashback there
1: was a little flashback and yeah. and right.
2: yeah that's because fla- yeah that was bran having a flash back
1: yeah yeah and,
2: and and i didn't really like that cuz I don't think that was the mad king at his end because they they say the mad king basically stopped bathing stopped taking care of himself so his like fingernails yeah. were like yeah, long kind of, and I was
1: expecting more of like a Howard Hughes like crazy yeah.
2: nails yeah,
1: so I yeah, think yeah.
2: the 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 mad king like when he says burn them all I think that was earlier I don't think that was him at the end I you know because I don't say
1: yeah
2: I'm hoping but yeah, like yeah, this you made this a
1: show about Robert's Rebellion, you you would probably feature that scene.
2: But honestly, yeah. like this, this series
1: and the scene of him roasting Ned Stark's father and brother in their armor. Yeah. That would be in it.
2: Well, to be honest, like this series could literally go like ten to fifteen seasons.
1: It could. Absolutely. There's well, so and that's much. That's what Shay wants. She wants it to I go. Want she wants that. it to go all the way up to directly connecting. I want to... that. Yeah. Yeah, so me that. too. Me too, mm-hmm. and I, and but if like, this show went on ten to fifteen seasons, it would have a completely new cast. The characters mm-hmm. that we're watching now would be yep. in those later. Things.
2: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's and that's, that's, that's the the way to approach or. it, right? That's the best way to approach it, I think. And you could yeah. you could technically reuse some actors as descendants of
1: characters, maybe. Yeah, I didn't like. I hated when they they used the same actor who played Viserys to be the other guy. In Game of Thrones. Which other guy? There's so
3: Viserys that I like. so You mean Daenerys's Daenerys's,
1: brother? Daenerys' shitty brother. They um, reused him to be her other brother. Yes. I
2: hated that. Yeah. Oh, I when they show it. when they showed the flashbacks of Rhaegar?
1: Yeah. I oh. hated that they used the same actor who played Viserys. Like, Honestly, I didn't even notice. I didn't I notice that either. So many different people that would have had a very similar look but not been the same fucking guy.
3: When it comes to Targaryens, though, they can kind of get away with well, it. Well, that's why they because, did it. Because Maybe. they're incestuous and they
1: that's, they all look very similar. And that's why they did it. But I yeah. I just wish they hadn't because Rhaegar was supposed to be such a different person mm. that having the same actor made me think he was the same person. Right. And Rhaegar was supposed to be genuinely different so anyways that was a nitpick I had for Game of Thrones but I have so many of those we're not going to (laughs) start we're not going to start down that road (laughs) yeah
2: All right. well I I think we can call this an episode so um, Shay thank you very much for joining us this evening you know it's been a pleasure having you on with Ragnar and I
3: yeah no problem thanks for having me
2: Um, but before we go let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet so Shay where can we find you on the internet
3: um, well, I've, I've kind of hijacked my personal Instagram to become my business Instagram now. So you can find me on there, which is at mother underscore Medusa underscore creations on Instagram. And that's like my main, my main platform. So that's probably the only one I'm going to give out. Well yeah, store. well, yeah, but all that is linked through Instagram. So like, there's really only one place I need to
1: direct. Sure. You. And, right. and if you're going to be at, and if you're in the Edmonton area, Both Mother Medusa Creations and Ragnar the Trader will be at the Geeky Gift Market in two weeks' time. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Geeky Gift
2: Market. Where's that at, besides Edmonton?
1: No, it's at the the Kingsway Aviation Museum.
2: Oh, okay. I've been there. And it's
1: it's like a... It's exactly what it sounds (laughs) like. It's it's bigger and better than the pop culture fair, but it's still less than an actual Comic-Con. Oh, okay.
2: And that's so, in two weeks?
1: Yeah, it's in like two weeks' time. Okay. So on the Saturday and Monday.
2: I, I might come check that out, depending on the roads. I, I didn't actually go to the
1: CollectorCon. Uh, yeah. Just... They, they got unlucky, the CollectorCon this weekend. I had a number of people posting, like, nope, not going today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Including some of my gender friends who were booked for it, saying, like, nope, that's not happening. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. And Ragnar. Uh, that's winter in Canada, man.
2: It is totally. And Ragnar, where can we find you,
1: sir? Oh, uh, well, my main website, RagnarTheTrader.com. I'm also on uh, Facebook and Instagram as Ragnar the Trader. And in two weeks' time I'll be at the Geeky gift market in Edmonton. Excellent.
2: Excellent. Um Yeah, so uh, we were gonna record Trek 1701, but again we're having some scheduling conflicts um so we're hoping to get that sorted out
1: so it is coming I hope we can find some dates because it's it's getting to be pretty crazy
2: yeah our, our dates are getting very few it seems um yeah but maybe in 2023 things will look a little bit better because we are planning on talking about voyager so i'm looking forward to that yeah um, i
1: want to rewatch it and go through it yeah.
2: yeah absolutely um all right well thank you ragnar thank you shay for joining me this evening and thank you your listener for taking the time to listen to geek fallout reloaded this was our rings of power slash house of the dragon discussion season one discussion and we will see you again in the not too distant future